Thanks. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is where you want to go. We give you the features there on the site completely free, so you can enjoy those on us. Unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for their websites, we do it for free. Once again, freetalklive.com. The main feature actually allows you to control the content of the site. You can submit different things you find online that you think are interesting, that you think our listeners might appreciate. And then everybody votes on the whether they like or dislike whatever's on the site. And the most liked make it to the front page and the top of the website, which is, of course, constantly changing. Go to freetalklive.com to get interactive. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Meg. And Mark. As we jump right into uh, your phone calls here, Jason Talley is with us to start things out uh, tonight. Jason is the uh, managing director of the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund. It's true. Yeah. How you doing? Welcome back to Free Talk Live. It's been too long since we've had you on the air. Certainly, we've seen you in person a number of times because you're here in New Hampshire with us as part of the Free State Project. And uh, today, you were at a trial, or actually, I guess a jury selection for a trial that is coming up in a matter of uh, less than two weeks. What's going on? Yeah, so uh, a lot of us in uh, Grafton, us activists, uh, woke up early so that we could uh, go do a jury nullification outreach at the uh, Grafton Superior Court. Uh, it was uh, John Connell, who has the Peaceful Assembly Church, and uh, Lloyd Danforth, and Evan Pierce. And uh, they made sure that uh, the juries heard uh, about uh, you know their rights and their responsibilities as far as jury nullification goes. And I thought they did a great job. Um, now, normally, the, the two people that do jury nullification in uh, Grafton, it's Bob Constantine and uh, Rich Angel. Uh, Rich... Um, wasn't uh, feeling well, and Bob was actually the guy they were doing jury selection for. Uh, he's been at it for a couple of years, uh, but now he's in need of a, a, a good jury to um, say that uh, he's innocent of these state charges of uh, manufacturing a controlled substance. Specifically, cannabis. He uh, was allegedly growing cannabis, I believe, in his home. And, I mean, we can get into the allegations if, if, you know, if that is necessary, but obviously I think a lot of our listeners understand that even if he was growing cannabis, it should be something that he's left alone for. He's not harming anybody else. There's no victim uh, involved here. And so the idea is to reach out to these jurors with jury nullification information and get them the, the truth, which they will not be told uh, by the judge, the man in the robe in the courtroom. He will lie to them. He will say things like, well, you have to apply the law as it's written. Uh, you know, you can't use your feelings uh, in this case. You have to follow our rules, which is nonsense. Um, it's just not true. The juries in this country have the ability, a juror has the ability to vote based on his or her conscience, based on whether or not he or she believes that the law itself is valid or is right or wrong. And that's what you were trying to do, or the activists there in Grafton were trying to do today, was inform them of that uh, decades-old, hundreds-year-old right. Yeah, exactly. And it was it was great. I was actually filming it uh, for Tally TV, and, uh, but there, I saw a lot of great interactions with uh, you know, these, uh, these jurors, this juries of uh, Bob's so-called peers, um, you know, coming in, talking to these, um, these activists, and then, you know, going in. And then um, they also made sure that there was literature in the lobby and even on the bulletin boards. Nice. Um, 
And so, you know, we made sure that they, they heard this message. But what's interesting is, uh, like I said, Bob is, has been a uh, jury nullification activist for quite some time. And, uh, but he's probably, they don't want him to bring it up in his own trial. So, um, they don't want him to. What do you mean? They've specifically uh, told him not to or what? It'll be interesting. I mean, the the judge has said that uh, he will not bring it up, um, and so we'll see how uh, favorable they are to uh, Bob bringing it up himself. Well, but, point of clarification, uh, Jason. Now, you were at a trial also um, last year of a of a lady who was a nurse who was also accused of growing marijuana, and she and her lawyer, or I guess her lawyer, was able to bring up jury nullification in that court trial. Was that not the same court? same court and so we expect we can um hopefully you know uh, talk about it uh, that far but uh, you know so far the, the the judge has been denying all of bob's motions i mean bob wants to be fully heard but uh, they want to deliver him in front of the juror you know bound and gagged um and by telling him you know what he can and cannot talk about so it'll be a very interesting trial because Bob, he's like I said, he's been he's been a great activist. He hasn't taken a plea deal, although they offered him a pretty sweet one. And uh, you know, he's willing to uh, stand up for his principles, and uh, his conscience won't allow him to uh, to make any deals. And mm. to um, you know, he's he's like a lot of people. He actually didn't move here for the Free State Project. He moved here to be more free, and he's made uh, a lot of friends within the Free State Project and the community. He's going to be missed if he has to spend years in a cage. Now, um, uh, what, so, what's the level of uh, crime that he's – I mean, I don't know. Uh, is, is it cultivation or something? And uh, well, what's... It's manufacturing a controlled substance, and okay. it's like class one. I believe the maximum penalty is like $100,000 or like seven years in, in one of their cages. Okay. So, Gosh. And what was the uh, plea deal that he was uh, – the sweet plea deal that you mentioned that he was offered? Um, I'm, I, I'm not sure exactly, but I, I believe he would have um, – easily been out by now um and so it would have have easily been less than a year and maybe even he could have got off with community service but mm. he would have been labeled a felon and um the people that know bob know he's not a criminal he's a he's a good person he's a you know um he's a, he's a father uh and uh he's a great member of this community and so that's why you have so many people that are standing up for him so i heard that you guys weren't actually allowed in during the uh jury selection today is that true well, it was weird. Uh, only one person was allowed in, and that one person was me. And so um, they banned cameras from jury selection. I don't know if that's your experience in Keene. Uh, d- yeah, out here they wouldn't let anybody in. They, they banned people. They <laughs> claim people are they, no longer. They claim there were too many people in there, so the fire code uh, ostensibly yeah. prevented it. <laughs> yeah, that's what they said about me. But uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I've made uh, several videos starring Judge Vaughn, uh, the person who was presiding over today. And uh, he, he said, oh, is that Tally? Uh, and then they put a, a special chair for me um, in, in the back. So, uh, Creepy. He, you get the special chair. Well, that's nice. <laughs> you I have mean, to wear I, a special hat. I Wait, mean, no, no hats. It, sh- it shows that uh, Tally has conducted himself in a manner that the judge wanted to treat him in a special way. I think that's great. Well, actually, Meg, we actually were able to get away with – activists here in Keene were able to get away with wearing hats. At least three of yeah. them were in Superior Court. But in District Court, it's a no-no it's a no- for hats. Well, it's, it's depending on how he's feeling at the day. Sure. Because I have video of people like him mentioning it and they just you know sitting back down no problems so it's really just what mood he's in it's unfortunate um so the judge that we're going to have on uh, april 11th and that's the day of bob's trial is uh, judge bornstein um and so it's going to be a three-day trial um from what we're told Jeez. um the jury has been selected 
And uh, I think Bob's going to put on great defense. I know I'm going to be there with my camera, um, and then hopefully we'll get somebody live blogging it for uh, cdevolution.org. Um, but I encourage as many people that can come out for this. I mean, you know, Bob, the state has put Bob through a lot, and uh, this is a chance for, you know, Bob to tell his side. And uh, uh, in a way, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I know it's, it's an awful thing for somebody to have to go through, but... Uh, I think Bob deserves um, certainly my support. Absolutely. Uh, the guy's a hero because he is doing what most people will not do. Most people will not uh, go to trial. They will take the plea bargain. They'll look at the deal from the state and they'll say, well, I don't want to risk going to jail for X amount of time. I'm just going to take this plea bargain. And as you said, then they get themselves a felony conviction. The state doesn't have to prove anything. Uh, they don't have the chance to have a jury uh, hear the case. Unfortunately, so far, the two uh, liberty-oriented trials that we've had in front of juries have not worked out very well. Nurse Patricia, the lady that you chronicled over at Tally.tv for, uh, for the Civil Disobedience Civil Fund, uh, her jury convicted her, even though they were presented with jury nullification information, even though she was nothing but a, a kind, older, you know, nurse-friendly lady who yeah. was not harming anybody. The jury found her guilty anyway, and then our friend Jim Johnson, who was doing nothing but uh, standing on so-called public property, protesting, he had assembled with uh, some, some of us by the, the local jail, and they arrested him along with another uh, 10 or 11 of us. And they, uh, the jury found him guilty as well, even though they had jury nullification information in their hands. So, I mean, so far, juries have not exactly been too kind to uh, to people that are uh, that are willing to stand up for freedom. And I, you know, from that perspective, it could. It may not work out, but you know, you never know. And I'd rather have twelve people deciding rather than one man in a robe. So um, I think the guy's a hero. I plan on going up for it. Uh, I, hopefully, I can make all three days of it. I don't see any reason why I wouldn't be able to. Um, so I know this you is get arrested on the first one. <laughs> uh, Tally, can you stick with us for a little bit here? Oh yes, please. All right, great. More with uh, Jason Tally from the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund at cdevolution.org. We'll certainly talk a little bit more about what that is here in a bit. You can take control, and if you've got a question for Jason, uh, get on the lines. It's free talk live. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. This is Free Talk Live, and you can dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you'll find there for free. We've got a bunch of stuff, including our bulletin board system. You can go and get interactive there at bbs.freetalklive.com and interact with other Free Talk Live listeners. It's free, of course, bbs.freetalklive.com. Not only will uh, identity theft leave your life in turmoil and likely cost you some money and certainly some of your valuable time and a great deal of heartache. It could very well uh, you know, open you to all kinds of situations that you're just not interested in having happen. LifeLock will protect you from everything. Their services are legit. They do what they say they'll do, and it's worth it. They'll guarantee that they'll put your life back in order if, in, if in fact, somebody's able to, uh, to get through their defenses. If you you don't want to suffer the personal and financial firestorm that identity theft brings, so protect yourself and your family with the same identity theft protection that I use, LifeLock. LifeLock is the best, and it's guaranteed. Join me in my mission that not one of you will fall victim this year 
to identity theft. I need you to call now because I was able to get you a 60-day bonus of LifeLock protection. Call this number, 800-242-2693, 800-242-2693. It's LifeLock at 800-242-2693. We're talking uh, to Jason Talley. He's the managing director of the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund at cdevolution.org. Now, Jason, uh, we're discussing a gentleman who is facing trial on charges related to so-called manufacturing of cannabis, growing pot, uh, essentially. And the guy is heroically, his name is Bob Constantine, uh, also known as Weedaclaws, and he is heroically standing up against the state in this case. He has refused to take the plea bargain they are offering. He's going to a jury trial, and that trial is happening on April 11th uh, in Grafton County, New Hampshire. So anyone that is in this area and is of a liberty mindset is certainly invited to attend. I plan on being there, which uh, normally, you know, normally I stick, stick around keen. But if something big's happening somewhere, and this is big, this is a jury trial, it, there's, that's good reason for me to get, a, get my butt up to uh, the Grafton area. So I appreciate you kind of keeping uh, being the point man on this and, and creating the Facebook events and, and pr- promoting it and getting the word out. Because people like Bob, people who have the courage to stand up against the state and take it all the way, they deserve as much support as they can get. I totally agree. And uh, people can find out more at, uh, like you said, cdevolution.org. We made a, a page for Bob at bobconstantine.cdevolution.org. Uh, and I did a video with him um, a few months ago that uh, is posted on both sites. So I encourage people to watch that, um, you know, learn about his story. Uh, uh, Stephanie Murphy uh, wrote something really nice about uh, Bob uh, that kind of chronicles what he's been going through. And, uh, you know, the best thing that we can do for Bob is to um, you know show up on court that day. People that can't make it, um, it would be great for them to uh, call the courthouse, you know, to express their concern. And um, in a few days, they can go to cdevolution.org to find out how to do that. Maybe but, uh, maybe calling the county attorney would be a better idea because uh, calling the courthouse isn't going to do much. That's just going to talk to you're, you're going to talk to the clerks. Uh, they don't have any ability to do anything. But if you were to talk to the county attorney, he's the guy who ultimately decides whether or not to move forward with a case. That uh, that might be a, a better better call to make. Sure. Well, yeah, the the county prosecutor's uh, right. office is is what I was thinking about specifically. That's a good call. But, uh, you know, just to let them know that, uh, you know, people are um, concerned about what they're doing to Bob. And, you know, this is uh, – the, the best thing that we can do is for, you know, Bob to get up there in front of the jury and, and show what a nice, peaceful person that he is. Uh, unfortunately, the same thing can't be said of the state. The state, you know, puts peaceful people uh, in cages like Bob, and then, you know, they will – you know, for using marijuana, maybe uh, growing marijuana – but meanwhile, they sell up to like uh, I think it's five hundred and eleven million dollars worth of liquor um, That's right. to everybody. Yeah. The state has uh, a monopoly on liquor sales in New Hampshire. It's hilarious right. uh, that, that that actually happens. And you know, I've got a question about this about Bob Constantine's defense here, um, Jason. Who's uh, is who's representing him in this felony trial? Well, there I've been going to every court date for quite some time, and now he has a couple of uh, public defenders, and I, I hope. You know, he doesn't uh, um, get upset with me saying this, but I don't know. They're, they're not filing things on time. Uh, they're, what they're doing is they're kind of like holding his hand through the process, and the judge likes public defenders to be there to kind of make things calm, but, uh, uh, you know, and to kind of silence Bob, to be part of this, it's a charade, really. I mean, it's, it's, it's theater. They call it a justice system, but I, don't, I haven't seen any justice yet. Um, and so... Uh, but I think Bob is going to have plenty of opportunities to speak during his trial, and uh, and, I, and I think he should. I mean, I think 
the more he speaks, the more the jury is going to see him, like I said, as the peaceful person that he is and uh, get a better understanding of um, what the state is. Because you have uh, the number of people, you know, there for just jury selection today was, uh, was tremendous. You have a judge, you have three bailiffs, you have a prosecuting attorney and then the assistant, um, and then, of course, the jurors. Um, and so, you know, a trial of this magnitude, the three days long, it's going to tie up a lot of resources. Sure is. And they, they keep having furloughs um, because they they have what they call consider a budget crisis. Right. The whole New Hampshire uh, court system, just to be clear here, is having is in such a financial situation that they're having to take one day off every month, unpaid day off, uh, furlough the, every single court uh, in the entire state, and that that means they're already really stretched thin. And here you are talking about a three day long trial occupying one of their courtrooms for that whole three days. When we went to see Jim Johnson uh, being tried for this trespass charge, which was you know a pitily little charge with you know the just, they called five witnesses, and the, this this uh, state prosecutor had a whole bunch more questions he could have asked, but they managed to kind of come to an agreement that, that they wouldn't. Nonetheless, this thing took a full day uh, plus some to actually mm-hmm. find this this man guilty of uh, of this charge, and it's still not over yet. The sentencing hasn't actually that that phase hasn't actually completed. So, it, really, it's evidence that if activists and if people that love the ideas of freedom take these charges all the way, and Mark, you're taking a, a speeding ticket to court in one of these New Hampshire counties as well. You take these charges all the way, it loads up the system, and yeah. eventually, maybe they'll learn their lesson and stop aggressing against people. Well, and hopefully, like those little ones, like Mark's speeding ticket or parking ticket stuff like that, they'll just start tossing those out. Left We're and seeing right. that happen. Yeah. A little bit more now, but they're still trying to take some of them to court. One of our friends, Nick Ryder, went uh, for a $15 parking ticket on Monday morning here in Keene uh, to district court, and that ended with the man in the robe taking it under advisement, which is usually code for, I'll find you not guilty. Yeah, I'm and just we too won't embarrassed to say it I here. I won't do it here in front of your friends. Right. Yeah. So, uh, Tally, I know that you support uh, people going out and and you know taking these charges, even if it's not, even if you can't get a jury trial on them, just taking them to trial and making the state present its case. I, I, yeah, um, something that I've been thinking about more and more with uh, the more videos that I take in the courtroom is like people actually watch courtroom drama. I mean, like Law and Order has three shows on the air. I mean, it's entertainment for a lot of people, and like oh, the crap. video that I made. Yeah, I wrote. I used to watch Judge Judy and People's uh, yeah, Court exactly. and all that stuff. That stuff's exciting to me. Right, and so like the video that I did with the nurse Patricia. I mean, that's my highest viewed video so far. So mm. I'm going to keep doing it, and uh, you know, I, that's another reason I guess I'm encouraging activists to do this. Make their stand right there. You know, it's <laughs> them versus the system, and show so Tally can get the, some footage. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, show, but show them for the violent organization that they are. And I think uh, you know Bob Constantine is a uh, a good spokesperson for liberty. So. I'm looking forward to it, and on April 11th, I hope more people get to see a live show. Absolutely. I'll tell you what, can you stick with us? I want to talk a little more about the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund. Sure. All right, more with Jason Talley. He's the managing director of the CD Evolution Fund, Civil Disobedience Evolution. Go to cdevolution.org to learn more about that. Add it to your blog aggregator. Uh, there are ways to contribute as well. 800-259-9231 is our number. If you've got a question for Jason Talley, he is with us here. 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, 
Let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of these airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. If you've got a smartphone and you want to access our mobile site quickly, just go to Go to m.freetalklive.com to do that. Uh, that'll allow you quick access to our live streams as well as uh, the podcast. Go to m, as in mobile.freetalklive.com. Uh, we've got Jason Talley with us. He is the managing director of the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund. And uh, Jason, are you there, sir? I'm here. Uh, by the way, cdevolution.org. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. But uh, last year, CD Evolution was well represented at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. You were there. There was a great fundraiser uh, that our friend Michelle uh, put together. And uh, what has anything been planned quite yet for this year's Pork Fest? Are you planning on attending? We have a pretty sweet spot where we'll be representing. Uh, if people went to Porkfest last year, they'll um, see it as uh, uh, George's uh, famous baklava stand. And so it's nice, centrally located. Um, I'll be there a lot of the time. We'll have some other people that will be able to uh, hand out materials and talk about different ways that people can support the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund. Um, but as far as big fundraisers, I don't know how we're going to top uh, what, we, what happened last year. Um, we uh, raised, uh, I believe, uh, almost $2,000 thanks to Michelle's efforts. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, people need to know about the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It is the liberty-oriented event of 2011, probably the biggest one that you'll come across. And it's happening this June 20th through the 26th. They've expanded the official event times. It used to just be officially on the weekend. Now it's going to be all week long, which I think is pretty exciting. Free Talk oh, Live yeah. is going to be there. We'll be broadcasting live. And Jason, I expect you're going to join us uh, in the studio at least one of those nights. Oh, I'd love to, yeah. Uh, so uh, hopefully you'll be there as well because there's a lot more going on than just Free Talk Live being there. That's not the prime reason to come. The number one reason to show up is because you'll be around hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people, people that understand what it means f- to be free, that are searching for that freedom, that are willing to do something uh, to attain freedom. And these are people that are gathering at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. The view is spectacular, but the people are, are the best part about it. Plus, there are other things going on, like live musical performances, campfires, family fun, agorism in action, uh, all kinds of different stuff. You know, kids' activities. Uh, I hear there's even going to be a dunk tank this year. Which I have signed up for. So I'm, if there's not a slip and slide, I will make one by putting soap on everybody and pushing them down the hill. <laughs> so and there's a nice hill there as, uh, yes, as well. There so it is. Uh, yeah, come on out and go to porkfest.com to get registered. You can use our discount code to save twenty percent. Early bird registration, I believe that phase ends in just a couple of days. So if you want to get the early bird discount, you gotta go right away to porkfest.com. P o r c is in porcupine. Porkfest. P-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Use our code FreeTalkLive with no spaces to save 20% on the early bird registration. We look forward to seeing you there. So, uh, Jason, tell us uh, what the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund is all about. Well, basically, our, our slogan is that, to, you know, there are good people out there who disobey bad laws, and we want to support them. And, you know, there's a prime example with, uh, with Bob Constantine. Uh, you know, we're helping Sovereign Curtis out raise money for his legal defense. Um, basically, you know, we want to be a service organization to those people who are willing to stick their neck out there and, uh, and say, no, um, I, I'm not going to obey this, this um, immoral law because it violates my principles. And that's the cool thing about living here in the Shire is that you have so many principled people that are willing to say no to the state and actually stand up. And uh, it's great when you have numbers 
we need more people to move here uh, to be more effective. Pork Fest, like you were saying, is going to be a great opportunity for people to check out the Shire. I know there's going to be we're going to make it as easy as possible for people to see our different communities, like uh, Keene and uh, here in Grafton, where I'm at, and Manchester. Um, I was thinking about something like a, a way that we can get more movers. Do you guys want to hear it? I would love to. Okay, so it's about tax season right now. So instead of sending that check to the federal government. Just take that money and uh, you know buy a, a, a bus ticket or a tank of gas and just move here to New Hampshire and uh, be part of uh, what we're building here. Sounds like a good idea, although a lot of people are expecting to get a check from the federal government. So I don't know how many people actually end up writing a check to the They feds. could get that check from the federal government and still move. Sure, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Just do it yeah. the, the other way around. I think that's fine. In fact, today, I uh, just before the show, came from meeting two brand new movers who had just moved here to Keene from California. And, of course, we've got the Free Keene Forum at forum.freekeen.com where people show up frequently, introduce themselves, and talk about their plans to move. There's another guy moving later on this week. He says a friend of his is likely going to move this summer. And, I mean, we've, we've got another family that's coming here to visit to take mm-hmm. a look at things. Uh, I mean, this, it's just the first week of spring. We've already got three new people uh, making a move, two today and then one later. Later on this week, which I think is uh, is pretty exciting. Yeah, I've had a friend visiting for a week now, and he's already at the point where he's like, "I want to come out for Pork Fest." I'm thinking of how to, you know, do my job six months and then maybe come here for part of my time off during those six months. And so it's like everybody, once you come here once, you just get addicted to the place. Yeah, it's a, yeah. it's an exciting opportunity, and it's a really great community of uh, of liberty minded folks that are uh, that are together. Although it certainly seems that there are some places that are the real hot spots, like Manchester and Keene, maybe to a lesser extent the seacoast and the the Concord area. What about Grafton? Uh, Grafton? I don't know, man. It's hard for me to say that Grafton is. Uh, you know, <laughs> Jason, I mean, it's been tough out there recently, from what I hear. Well, the the winter is over, and uh, you know we, we're hearing that we're going to get to new movers all the time. Somebody just emailed me today about uh, wanting to move to Grafton. And so I would say, well, Porkfest uh, would be a good opportunity to get to meet the people that are in these communities. And I, I, I'm hoping that uh, there will be a panel discussion on communities uh, where hopefully Ian uh, can talk about Keene. I can talk about Grafton because, I mean, these places aren't for everybody. Like uh, Ian likes to point out, Grafton's in the woods. And so that has uh, some things that are difficult, but it also has its advantages. Like in the, in the town that we're in, there's only one cop, um, so you don't hear police sirens all the time. It, uh, the, uh, the government is small, so the property taxes are lower. There's no zoning, and the planning board, I'm told, is, uh, it has elected all pretty much libertarians. So, I mean, there are advantages here, but there's also been setbacks, just like in every community. I mean, it was pretty... I'm sure it was a setback when uh, Sam left Keene mm-hmm. and uh, in Grafton. Uh, we just found out that uh, this uh, project that I've been working on uh, for months, uh, Grafton Gulch, is uh, is going to be private as opposed to the uh, the public place that it was. But you know, you just gotta you gotta move on. It's and, growing uh, pains. Every- I mean, no doubt about it. Uh, and uh, one of the things that I'd I'd met with a, a Free State Project mover last week who had spent some time in Grafton and and she was pretty disillusioned uh, with her experience so far. And I think the reason why is because she was looking for a, a real uh, community of people. And I feel like the people that want to move out into the woods may not be the most social of uh, of folks. Um, I mean, I could be wrong about that. Uh, but I'm that surround, I'm surrounded by three free staters right now, um, three liberty activists, and uh, I mean, so it's it's pretty social. But I mean, we don't have like all the hangouts, all the bars and clubs. There's only one store in town. Right. It's a different lifestyle. I mean, in this spring, I'm going to be working on a on a homestead. I mean. I'll, 
I will be you know growing crops and uh, and raising chickens and other farm animals. So um, you know it's it's a more of a I would call it a, like a sustainable community. Um, people you know a lot of people think that there's going to be a collapse. Um, I'm not so sure myself, but if there is going to be one, Grafton is a good place to uh, to be and, and ride that out. Um, so, you know, there are different... Uh, I'd agree with that statement. Um, you know, I, I don't have uh, t- too, too much to, nice to say about Grafton because it's too so far to, to, to stores and conveniences and nightlife and things like that. But yeah, that's why if I'm, there's I'm, a collapse, yeah, yeah, you know, I think that uh, there's a good argument for Grafton. Yeah, the only reason I'm not one of those woods people is because I'm a bicycle rider. Mm-hmm. I, I don't do the car thing. I mean, there's just too much with the state interaction for me to deal with. So. No doubt. There are places where, yeah. you know, if you want to get away... <laughs> from it all grafton i think is the place to go because there is a community yeah. there but i think the problem is at least from my uh, my conversations with this uh, lady that was pretty disillusioned is that they you know there, there aren't places to go and things to do and there there aren't you know i guess the the com- community isn't as overt maybe not quite as welcoming uh, if you don't know somebody before you move in how are you going to get to know them uh, that that kind of thing that's i think that's a that's a hurdle that grafton needs to get over and how they're going to do it at, you know that's up to you guys now, who is this woman that you were talking I'm to? I'm not going to name names on the on the air, but we can talk off the air if you'd like. Okay, um, yeah. I mean, I, I'd be happy to talk to anybody that uh, you know wants to make Grafton a better place because I want to make Grafton a better place. Well, people can Grafton get in touch is- with you over at the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund website, right? Is it, What's your uh, email address? Uh, they can contact me at tallytv at gmail.com. All right, very good. Jason, I know that we're going to hear from you again uh, the latest after the first day of the Bob Constantine trial. Will you give us a, uh, a report? Absolutely. I mean, I'm planning on being there, but I'd like to have your input, too. So I'm going to put you on hold here for a moment. More with your calls about whatever you want. 800-259-9230. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as $3 a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the show, get on more great radio stations across the country, bring more internet listeners on board, and expose uh, new people to the ideas of freedom. Just go to amp.freetalklive.com. Uh, to do that, you can use any major credit card through PayPal, or, of course, you can also uh, use Visa or MasterCard directly from our website, Secure Site, over at amp.freetalklive.com. And we've been talking about things going on here in New Hampshire. It's part of the it's part and parcel to this radio program that we focus on the liberty activism happening here. It's the reason why we all made the move here. All three of us on the air tonight uh, moved here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project in order to get active to achieve liberty in our lifetime. Hundreds of people have made the move as we have. 
Thousands are pledged to move. Over 10,700 people have pledged to make the move here to New Hampshire. And some of them are going to come sooner. Some of them are going to come later. Yeah, I mean, we haven't even most people say their tipping point is when the 20,000 signers actually hit. the. That wasn't supposed to be my moving point, but, uh, you know, got in a weird situation, decided to come out here early. Are you glad you did? Yes, definitely. And you were a pretty early mover. I mean, you've been here like, what, three years? I've been here over three years now. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then you made the trek from Manchester out to Keene. Mm-hmm. And have you been happier in Keene? Oh, man. Like, my first week in Keene was uh, the week you did your $1 uh, property tax payment. <laughs> and there was a few other things we did. I did more in that week than I had done my entire year in Manchester. Wow. It's, I mean, it's picked up a lot out there since sure. I left. But, I mean, we were just discussing it's more of a social thing than a really interactive with the bureaucrats and community and whatnot. Well, it's, it's interesting looking at the dynamics of the uh, different areas in the state because mm-hmm. one of the things that happened initially with the Free State Project is there were 10 different states from which to choose. Mm-hmm. And once the Free State Project reached 5,000 people who had signed up for it, they then had a vote uh, as far as which state would be chosen. And each state had its kind of advocates, and those state, uh, those people would you know, basically, they made a pitch. The Free State Project sent out a brochure with the pitches from each state's advocates in it to you know hey, come here because of this come here because of this you know it was like alaska and Mon- i think montana and wyoming and uh and of course new hampshire there was a bunch of others as well north dakota south dakota um delaware, delaware. Yeah. yeah from what i heard it kind of came down to new hampshire and colorado well, wyoming, wyoming actually was wyoming. second place yeah. uh, but it was a definitive win i mean yeah. new hampshire won far and wide and for good reason the people that were we're promoting New Hampshire did an awesome job. I mean, they just far and above did a better job than everybody else. They had the 101 reasons to move to New Hampshire and very, very persuasive. There's an updated version of that doc, that original document. It's been kept up to date over the years. That's available over the Free State Project's website. But now there's kind of a bit of a competition between Free the State different. FreeStateProject.org. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now there's kind of a bit of a competition between the different areas of New Hampshire, the people that have yeah. moved in. It's friendly, but it's like friendly when you play a video game and you're like, I'm going to kick your butt. You're busted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going to take your people. And uh, so like Manchester doesn't really have to promote itself because mm-hmm. Manchester is the biggest area of New Hampshire. The county's got about 400,000 people in it. The city proper has about 100,000. So like that's the big city. Uh, if you're used to New York City or Philadelphia yeah. or something like that, it's not going to quite seem very I just big to you. Tell anybody who's ever been to a city, there's no city in New Hampshire. There just isn't. You <laughs> I'm sorry. If you go to Manchester and expecting a city, big buildings. Uh, there's one 24-hour store there. It's really? Rite Aid over by the hospital. You're exaggerating. <laughs> That's the only one I could find when huh. I lived there. They have tall buildings. They, they do have big buildings. You know, from the from the standpoint, there's of like the... two of them. Yeah. Well, we have a 24-hour grocery store. In yeah, we got a CVS down the street. Man, uh, we got. So- made here. So Keene is obviously where we've uh, chosen to live and it's one of the smaller cities in New Hampshire and New Hampshire has towns and they have cities and they're just basically political designations. Mm-hmm. Uh, the different political structures in a city versus a town. Uh, there are some other places where people are going to. Obviously the most uh, politically active folks are likely going to center around the Concord area. That's where the state capital is. Uh, a number of uh, folks have been settling out on the seacoast because the, you know that's, there's good economy out there. It's close to, close to Boston, etc. So easy commutes for people that need to work in another area. And uh, Grafton has been a, a place, we just talked to Jason Talley from the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund at cdevolution.org. Grafton has been a place that I've been kind of helping promote over time because it has always seemed to be the place for those who want to be away from it all. And I believe that is still 
the case. I think that if you want to be away from it all, and what I mean by it all is like any sign of civilization. Like Jason said, there's one convenience store slash gas station in Grafton. And, and that that's not even a, like a, a convenience convenience store. It's a, it's a general store kind of situation. Okay. Uh, what's home-owned. the difference? It's Well, like there's a difference between a convenience. Sometimes people will think 7-Eleven when you say convenience store. This is it's got gas somebody's pumps. shop. Yeah, it's got gas pumps. It's got food. I consider yeah. that a convenience store. I agreed, it's convenient. Agreed. But this is not a chain convenience Correct. store. It's this local. It's a personally owned convenience store. They probably live above it. I don't know about that. Probably but. true. Yeah, most places around here are like that. So, uh, but, but so Grafton is but for Grafton the place. Grafton has more elected uh, libertarians on all their little, uh, you know, uh, positions mm-hmm. probably than any other town, especially per capita yeah. in the state of New Hampshire. So they have some some real claim to fame. But unfortunately, the one thing that they don't have is anything to do like <laughs> us outside of like homesteading and building and, you know, kind of creating yeah. their their own things to do. And it's been slow, slow going on that front from from what I understand. And, and if you're looking to move into a community of people that is that is busily outside of their own property, then Grafton doesn't seem to be the, the place to go for that. And I based that on my conversation with a lady that did move in there expecting there to be more, I guess. As far as what her impression of a community, the community should be, uh, she was pretty disappointed. Unfortunately, she then made the move to another area of uh, the state where there are there's more population, but not activist population. There's like Mm -hmm. one other activist in this other town to which she moved. And so, again, she still didn't have that community that she was looking for. So for those that are looking for a social atmosphere you need to move to Manchester, Manchester or Keene or maybe Concord or the, the seacoast. Or, and if you want to live in the woods, this is New Hampshire. So if you live just outside of Keene or just outside of Manchester or whatever, but <laughs> they've got woods. There's plenty mm-hmm. of woods, and then you don't have to be 45 minutes away from the nearest right. grocery store for like instance, you are in Grafton. For instance, I live in a town. Jason Talley was talking about the one police officer they have in Grafton. I live in a town that has none. none. <laughs> but you do have zoning, so that's kind of the trade off. Right? Indeed, it's true. Um, and I live outside of Keene. I, it's about eight miles from me to uh, get to your house in order where we do the show right so no big deal right so no no big deal at all i live on 11 wooded acres uh, it's you know nice so anyway i i still think uh, grafton's the place to go if you want to live more of like the insular out in the woods life i know they do things there but the issue is like if you don't know somebody in advance to when you're getting into grafton how do you find them how do you you know like here in Keene, there's a public calendar there's a list of things that we're doing you know we give you the address you can show up here these public like there's a bar on Sundays that we go to for social Sundays. And so it, it makes it easier for people to kind of plug in to things that are happening because it's it's obvious what's happening. Whereas in Grafton, if you don't know somebody in advance and you're not going to get plugged into anything because there's there's nowhere to go. Yeah. Right. I mean, if, if somebody's getting together, they're getting together at someone's home. So you'd kind of have to be in the loop to some extent to even know about that stuff. And that's one of those hurdles that they have to get over uh, in that particular community. So everybody's got their challenges. We've all got our challenges uh, up here. But uh, we're seeing more people move, and that's the most important thing. Like I said, two new movers to Keene just today. It's uh, springtime now. It's starting to to warm up a little bit outside, and we'll probably start to see even more people coming up here. And year after year, new faces are showing up here in New Hampshire, and most of them are staying. Some of them decide it's not right for them, and they, uh, they end up uh, going back to where uh, from from wait 
going back whence, whence they came. Whence they came, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're right. And uh, and that's okay too. Oh, that word needs to die. It just yeah. sounds like you're a pirate or an <laughs> old English professor or something like that. Wentz. It's certainly uh, <laughs> you know it's a different place and it's a real you know it's a tough place too. They call it the Granite mm-hmm. State for a reason. Uh, it gets cold here during the winter. Yes. Times. If if you want to gain weight, winter's the time to do it, <laughs> and I, I totally encourage it. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, come on up. Go to freestateproject.org. Learn more about this because, I mean, the the movement is incredible. We were just out, or I was just out uh, meeting these two new folks, put out the notice maybe just a few hours before they came into town saying, hey, we're getting together at this local burrito place when they get in at like 6 o'clock. And there was a whole bunch of people that showed, at least 10 people uh, showed up to meet these brand new folks on just a couple hours worth of notice. That's the kind of community that I'm talking about. People that are responsive, that are getting out, they're meeting folks, they're getting out, they're doing activism, they're getting involved in their communities in various different ways as well, through volunteering, uh, as well as you know, obviously you know, creating businesses and, and working for folks. So it's if you want to be around other like-minded, liberty-oriented people, and you want to achieve liberty in your lifetime, there's no there's no better option than the Free State Project. Hands down. Yep. Agreed. But take the time to learn about the communities which you're interested to which you're interested in moving. Because they are different and there are different aspects to them. And know what to expect. Just uh, come in up advance. for Porkfest and find a group. Absolutely. And talk to people in advance. Uh, 800-259-9231. Freestateproject.org. Go there, get signed up, join us here because it's a lot of fun. Hour two's next. You take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. 1-800-259-9231. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal. But something seems to be missing. Stickers from LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait, there's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to libertystickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. Libertystickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com where you can actually influence the site's content. You can submit a YouTube video or a news article or blog post or whatever it is online that you think is interesting to our site as show prep. And then other listeners vote on whether they like or dislike your suggestion. You get to vote on things as well. And the most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the site thereby increasing their uh, increasing their exposure to uh, to us possibly getting them on the air more likely to get us uh, get them on the air and having other people see them as well so go and get interactive 
at freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Meg. And Mark. Uh, by the way, Meg is here uh, courtesy of libertyflare.com. Mm-hmm. What's Liberty Flare? Liberty Flare, one-inch little buttons with uh, Liberty phrases, designs, stuff like that on them. Really easy way to spread liberty and really, really cheap. So uh, libertyflare.com. I mean, people don't have a lot of money today, and I think Liberty Flare is a great tool that yeah. people can use uh, to you know, wear around these little buttons that have your favorite Liberty organization on them and also benefit the organization at the same time. Yeah, uh, several of them have been sponsored, and so the sponsors uh, get half of all the proceeds. So, you know, eventually those 50 cents will add up. So go to libertyflare.com to do that. And then you were mentioning during the break that you're looking at expanding Yeah, I don't, You don't have to tell us yet what that'll be. I, but, I don't quite want to go into it because it's not a sure thing. But, but you'll but, tell us when it is. Yeah, but right. uh, over the next two weeks, I'm looking at expanding it to more than just flares. Neat. So. Well, we'll talk about that when the time comes. Yeah. Uh, all right. So 800-259-9231 is the number here tonight. Uh, we, of course, will take your phone calls about absolutely anything. An amazing story uh, coming out of the, the world of science. Uh, stem cell coated contact lenses. Could be curing the blind. We'll explain what that's all about here in a little bit. And we'll jump right into your phone calls. Frank is listening in New York to start things out. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Megan, Mark. Uh, good evening, hey, folks. Frank. Yeah, I think I'm going to make my way up to Porkfest this year. It sounds really? very interesting. Yay. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Absolutely. What I wanted to say, uh, I called originally because I didn't get on last night. But uh, I, I found your guest uh, discussing jury nullification most interesting. And the sad thing is most judges will instruct if they hear anyone, you know, mentioning the term jury nullification as sort of obstructing justice. And that's wrong. But I think jury nullification as a philosophical concept should be taught in middle school and in, you know, senior high school, kind of in what used to be maybe a civics class or a civic history uh, you know, within the state, they call, but they that, call that probably uh, won't happen. They call that they call that class government worship now. Okay, <laughs> but then maybe that's. <laughs> but also, I I feel bad hearing that you know the defendant is going to have public defenders because often you know one would be better defending oneself than having you know the public defenders. Usually, they're at the bottom of the legal barrel, if you know what I mean. I agree. I Some of them try their best. I've known I've known one personally in the past, and I think I think he was a good guy. Um, and some of them try their best, but they're just so burdened with cases. They have so much on their plate. Correct. Uh, they, they only have so many hours in the day, and there's only so much time they can devote to yes. your case. Plus, and, I, and I'm glad you bring this. You brought this up. Uh, I don't know if Jason Talley is still listening from the City Evolution Fund. He's a very busy guy. Uh, but uh, the one thing I wanted to mention is if you do have a state working attorney, they're far less likely to talk about jury nullification because they don't want their judge to get mad at them. They have to appear in front of that guy every single day of the week uh, for various different reasons and Correct. so they, they it's a regular attorney is already hobbled with all of the state's rules and that he can't do x y or z because he's licensed by the state whereas you if you're defending yourself can get away with far more than any average attorney you mix in the fact that the attorney is actually working for the state directly That's as a correct. public defender and it gets worse yeah That's and right. I, i've actually oh, go ahead. sorry i've actually seen public defenders uh, i mean it, it looked like they were doing the prosecutor's case for them mm. in many cases. Like, they were just horrible. That's correct. And they, a- they actually represent, in a sense, the bar, as does the judge, which is why they're admitted to the bar. That's but right. the plaintiff cannot be admitted to the bar, uh, even if one does their own defense. But it, that's a very interesting concept. But what I called about last night, and I'm going to be real brief, is that 
I'm appalled by our military action, but it's not – I'm not surprised by it because I'm of the Vietnam generation where you had this stuff going on all the time in Vietnam and Cambodia and Laos and different things uh, with the atrocities and just think back to uh, – you know, Cali, Lieutenant Cali at the My Lai Massacre and the different things. And in fact, the order, the person who gave uh, Lieutenant Cali his order was none other than Colin Powell, you know, to, to, to wipe out the village. Mm. So when you begin to look at that and think it's very, it gets to be very interesting, but, you know, that aside, Historically, uh, since the Second World War, there have been groups such as the Marine Raiders that were sort of uh, death shock troops. You had in Vietnam Rangers and Green Berets that uh, would do horrific things as well because the Viet Cong were doing horrific things and was sort of a challenge to outdo the other with you know, gruesomeness and things. And I'm not just saying that as an American who read the media, but if you look at the U.N. and some of the U.N. or the U.N., uh, documents regarding the Vietnam incursions and things. I mean, it's just amazing, all of the horrendous things that occurred. And we saw the manifestation of that, you know, with Pol Pot in Cambodia. But the point is, considering that it's an illegal and an unconstitutional war in Afghanistan and Iraq and Libya and Pakistan, I believe our generals and our political leadership should be brought uh, to trial, and if our government is too incestuously controlled by special interests, then it's time to send them, as Milosevic was sent, you know, to the Hague to stand trial for crimes against humanity. And nice Bush idea, but in how... his book that he authorized he torture, That's you true. know. Yeah, in violation I mean, he, of the Constitution. And he's going to get away with it because, I mean, as nice as your idea is, Frank, who is going to, within that corrupted government, who's going to, to initiate something like that? Well, what's going to have to happen is any country that's a member to that uh, treaty uh, will be able to do that. And as a result right now, many of the Israeli generals and lieutenants and colonels and captains and majors that participated in the... Uh, uh, cast-led operation, they're on a wanted list so they can't go to Europe unless they have a false identity uh, because they're, you know, they're, they're has, there's a list of over 700 well, it'd uh, be people nice involved if... in that that have been identified, and the world has witnessed that. And I just want to say this, too. I wish the United States would demand a no-fly zone in Gaza. If we can do a no-fly zone in Libya, who has done nothing wrong, uh, and destroy that country, I think it's time to have a no-fly zone in Gaza to prevent the Israelis from extending their ethnic cleansing. I think it's a bad idea in general to continue interfering in other business. And thank you, Frank. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I don't think the United States government should be doing anything anywhere else. I don't think they should be doing anything here either. They certainly should get the heck out of the over 130 countries uh, in which they occupy. Well, I can tell you that uh, with the Republican-controlled Congress, you're not going to see a de- declaration of war, which is what I would require to see uh, to, to be an un- to be a constitutional military action. I, I, I re- you know, my my acid test is a declaration of war. You're not going to see that on Israel. Yeah, I highly doubt there will be declarations of war anymore. Ever. Yeah, I think they're I think they're over. Yeah, because at this point, it's just you know whoever the president decides to bomb is yep. done. It hasn't <laughs> happened in my dad's lifetime. Yeah. There hasn't been a declaration in the, yeah. you know, the last if 60 years. If you were born years. in 1942, it hasn't happened in your lifetime. Yep. Mm-hmm. You've seen war, but mm-hmm. never a declaration. But we don't call it that there anymore. There are conflicts, yeah. not wars. <laughs>
1-800-259-9231. As always, you can take control of the airwaves. So the stem cell news here is very, uh, very exciting. I spotted this on Facebook. Uh, researchers in Australia, the actual source is PopSci, as in popular science, popsci.com. Researchers in Australia have come up with an outwardly simple but incredibly ingenious way of curing blindness caused by corneal damage. Take everyday contact lenses already used by millions and infuse them with a patient's own stem cells. After wearing them for about two weeks, test subjects reported a seemingly miraculous restoration of sight. Is wow. it actually that easy? Wow, it's incredible. That would be better than the laser where you get the scabs on your eyes. That's just gross. We'll come you back know, with- the, the, my eye doctor told me if I uh, live long enough that they will come up with a uh, cure for the, the eye problem I've got. They may uh, be on the way. Let's uh, yeah. We'll continue delving into this here in a moment. Also get your thoughts. Uh, you can bring up anything you want. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. And then coming up, five reasons why democracy will never work. <laughs> All on the way. It's Free Talk Live. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me, Mark Edge? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey this November. But you need to reserve your berth now. They're about $600 double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today. Cruise.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you'd like. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com, where we'll give you the features on the site completely free. So head on over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy things like our webcam. You can watch. You can listen. You can interact. Because the chat room is built into the very same page as the webcam. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com in order to get access. Of course, it's completely free like everything else is uh, on our website. Go to cam.freetalklive.com. Ruger has some exciting new offerings for this model year. The LC9 is a slightly larger cousin excuse me, to the very popular LCP. It's compact, it has numerous safety features, a three-dot sight system, and Ruger always has and always will mean rugged. The Ruger LC9, the next handgun you must own. Made in America for you. Ruger.com. All right, let's continue here. We'll take your phone calls uh, about what you want. Just want to uh, just finish up some brief thoughts on this news. It's pretty exciting news about uh, curing blindness with stem cells. Uh, researchers in Australia have actually infused contact lenses with a patient's own stem cells, and after two weeks, test subjects have reported a seemingly miraculous restoration of sight. Most of the patients had only lost vision in one eye, so stem cells were harvested from their good eye and then plated onto the contact lenses. After letting the stem cells repair damaged tissues, two of the three patients went from legally blind to being able to read some of an eye chart. The third patient actually regained enough sight to pass a driving exam. Researchers are still monitoring the stability of the treatment, but the results seem promising, if not mind-blowing. So far, they've only targeted corneal damage, which is estimated to be the cause of sight loss in approximately 1.5 million people every year. The simplicity and relatively low cost of the procedure could make it available in even more impoverished areas. And a congenital defect in both eyes and near a... Oh, boy. 
and neuridea was cured using stem cells taken from a different part of the eye. Once the process is perfected and tested extensively, researchers think in the future they can use it to cure blindness that affects other parts of the eye. And while they haven't monitored, or excuse me, haven't mentioned curing regular near or far-sightedness, I'm waiting for my own stem cell-laced contacts to cure my 4.0 crud eyesight without having to go under the laser. So that's the article's uh, author who's uh, writing about that. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. You've got to love that. does sound pretty cool. Yeah, so uh, imagine the uh, wonderful advances we could have in medical technology if we didn't have the state uh, overriding everything and forcing billions upon billions of dollars in very expensive testing for each new procedure that comes out, uh, just regulating to death various different uh, industries. Uh, the, the eye uh, LASIK surgery is actually one of the lower regulated industries in the medical field, at least here in the United it's gotten, States. It gets, it gets better all the time. Yeah, and mm-hmm. as a result of not having a, to jump through a bunch of bureaucratic hoops they're constantly upgrading their equipment the process is getting better it's getting more efficient it's getting cheaper uh there's so much competition out there because it doesn't take as much to get into this as it does in other areas of medicine and so having that increased competition has resulted in as we say so often more innovation better product quality and better customer service and you can compare prices in the lasik business and go with you know the best price or the fastest available maybe you have to pay more for that but there's a there's a real choice in that area and it's too bad that the rest of the medical field doesn't have that level of uh, of flexibility and freedom yeah i've heard before that like uh the man who is going to live 150 or 200 years or something has already been born. But I, I think that would actually come to fruition only if the state was to collapse and the deregulation of the medical community was able to come to fruition. Because yep. well, I, I don't know if what we have now or what we will gain within you know our lifetime could help a man live to be 150 or 200 unless the state was gone. I agree with you. It's like, I think that's the most critical aspect because yeah. this, the science and the tech is getting there, but what will happen, likely you'll see, is some Luddites in the state will say, my God, it's against Jesus if you let people live past 100 or whatever. <laughs> you know, let people live for 500 years. We need to put a stop to this. Well, And they'll, they'll prohibit it. So, um, I, I agreed, but there's um, the, the, the marketplace will always find its way around whatever there is out there so they'll, they'll create whether it's a uh, you know clinics in mexico or what it is that they need to do in order to create these hopefully uh, yeah these 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 cures they can do that hopefully presuming that there hopefully. aren't luddites in mexico who also prevent those things from happening there so there government are, is the biggest take payoffs government is the biggest step in the way of this mark and that's I going agree. to slow things down it could make it so this takes a uh, hundred years instead of 20 yeah i mean you know? people should just look to uh, what is it brazil or somebody down south they like got rid of all basically uh copyright and intellectual property everything like that made their own generic drugs just knockoffs of other medications and completely saved their entire population really? from like this i've not heard about yeah, yeah i'd have to it was in um a documentary i saw it was actually mainly about intellectual property with mashup music but mm-hmm. they did go into some of the medical things because like now you can you know you can patent a genome sequence so yeah technically scary. somebody could patent me and then i would be in they violation of that yeah they, they've already patented your genome i mean i don't know what they and how they intend to collect but... am i am i going to be sued for existence yeah. or... no, they're just gonna enslave you you need a licensing yeah. fee if you're gonna have a child now meg uh let's go to barry <laughs> listening in uh, northern minnesota to wnmt hey barry barry in minnesota yeah. you're on the air go ahead sir 
Hey, guys. How are you doing? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, first of all, this is neither here nor there, but I can't help but to say, I'm standing in the center of my town in this parking lot, and there is this huge swastika. They have a huge swastika. It's some company's logo. What? That apparently <laughs> made this building. I looked into it. It's, it's the logo of the company that made the building. Directly faced with my courthouse. That's neither here nor there. Wow. Okay, I just have to say, as a graphic designer, it happens a lot and you don't notice right away because... I mean, well, sometimes you just put obvious. things in, yeah, you just put things in like a certain pattern. You're like, oh, that looks good. And then 10 minutes oh, later, you're like, oh, wait, that's yeah. a swastika. But, but there should be a little thought involved there. But that's neither here nor there. I, don't <laughs> really want to get into that. I just wanted to let people know there was a giant swastika in the middle of my town, okay? And, uh, Where are you calling thing. from? Is it Hibbing? Uh, now I don't know if I should say. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, there's a so military I'm, I'm base that's in the shape of a swastika in California. Wow. So That is correct, in San Diego. Uh, but, yeah, I'm in Grand Rapids, Minnesota here in gotcha. the Iron Range, which George Bush called the Iron Ridge. Iron Ridge, <laughs> when he was here. And um, I, just, I was calling about Libya, really, and I want to know, this came up on my show over the weekend, and did you guys hear about this U.K. Telegraph story, which also coincides with a 2007 West Point report? which happens to point out that we were actually funding al-Qaeda to rise up in Libya against Gaddafi. This plan goes back four years, and the people we're backing in Libya are the very people that we're fighting in Iraq and in the Uh alleged war on terror, which is a complete and utter fraud in the face of this, if this Mm. is true. Have you guys covered this? I had heard about that. I don't think we covered it uh, on the program, but I had heard no, about it. No, I think we mentioned last night that, uh, in fact, that the you know that there are Al Qaeda folks in this this group of uh, rebels in um, in Libya now. But I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know that we've covered anything. No, politics sure does make strange bedfellows, huh? Well, I think it's a bigger issue than just uh, you know this stuff is corrupt and, and let's move on to the next corrupt story. Our whole freedom, our whole way of life is being taken down for this alleged idea that we're fighting al-Qaeda, and we're funding al-Qaeda. Well, of course, when you say we, you mean the U.S. federal government, but I get where you're coming from, and great. Thanks for pointing that out. I appreciate your call tonight at 800-259-9231. You can't expect consistency from politicians, that's for damn sure. Uh, More on the way, you can can expect them to consistently steal your money. But aside from that, more on the way. When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. FreedomCam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. The The GPS GPS Black Black Box Box Dash Cam. Cam. This easy-to-use unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built-in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. For traffic stops, accidents, and all other driving incidents, protect yourself with the ultimate witness at FreedomCam.net. This is Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free, bring up anything you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free. Also enjoy those, including the bulletin board system, the archives, the wiki. We give it all away. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by shopping with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. You'll find links to Amazon there. Uh, we've got different Amazons in the U.S., Canada, U.K., uh, Germany. You click through the Amazon that's appropriate for you and then get your shopping done and feel good because Free Talk Live gets a portion of the purchase price when you enter through shop.freetalklive.com. Again, shop. 
www.freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Meg. And Mark. Let's jump right back into your phone calls about what you want. And then coming up, five reasons why democracy will never work, uh, according to Cracked. We'll get to that here. Uh, maybe, but your calls come first. So let's first talk to Bill, listening in Mississippi, to WPBQ. Hello, Bill. Yes, uh, am I coming through okay? Uh, we got you, you Bill. Go ahead with your thoughts. You guys were a little distorted. Anyway, uh, I, I heard your topic on uh, organized medicine, as I would call it. And uh, if you look back, uh, organized medicine started to take place about 100 years ago when uh, various options were, were on the table. And the uh, what it amounted to was the pharmaceutical route was, was the way – uh, the money was was spent, and you know the hospitals started going in that direction strictly because of, of the uh, funding and so forth from the Rockefeller Group and et cetera. But it, as it's a, there's really only two areas that that such a, an approach has excelled in, and that of course uh, trauma surgery and epidemiology. Everything. What else, kind of surgery? I'm sorry, trauma. Trauma. Tra- tra- trauma surgery. Right. So you lose an surgery. arm or something like that, or you get get a big right. cut. You go. They'll take care of it. But if you look at everything else, uh, organized medicine has really a horrible track record. Look at what uh, Dr. Uh, Royal Rife, R-I-F-E, came up with back in the 20s and 30s. He actually had a cure for cancer, and he had a, about an 85% track record. Uh, do a Google search, and you'll see him. This and is the because, technology where the idea that certain vibrations can uh, eliminate certain diseases and such, correct? That, that was part of it, but, but he had a uh, he, he was a very developed in, in other areas. He, he had a, a microscope that has not it has since not been duplicated, and he was so far ahead of everyone else that uh, they, they 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 didn't accept him because he was he was a little bit different. And it, you know, it's anyway, tragic. There are a lot of stories like that out there where alternative medicines don't uh just because of the federal government and their regulations alternative medicines which may some of them may be total bunk but others may be very effective uh it is impossible to advertise the alleged effects of those those alternative treatments whatever it is we're discussing you know whether it be some sort of herbal thing or the rife technology that you're talking about uh they it is impossible to advertise the effectiveness of these products and services because the federal government's fda has prevented it they have prohibited those sorts of things and they will send an armed team of goons if you're running like a health food store and you put up some sort of you know signage that says take zinc to cure a cold they'll just uh, they'll come in there and they will raid your business yeah and the people who like actually put out products that that have you know these helpful things that may not be medically you know, agreeable with the FDA or whatever. They have the funniest wording on their boxes and everything. Cause, They're dancing around the regulations. Yeah, they can't yeah. really say what they do. So I bought like those um, anti-sickness wristband things that are supposed to hit some pressure point and make you not nauseous. And it was just the funniest box to read because they were trying to say that it's been doctor tested, but they couldn't actually say that they recommended it for medical treatment. So mm. it was just hilarious. <laughs> Did it work for you? There, there, yeah, it worked. There has been, there has been one group in California that has been able to sue the FDA and win on uh, claims made for a nutritional supplement. And, and I won't mention that because I'm involved in it. But at any rate, uh, I went that route 10 years ago, and uh, I was scheduled for surgery uh, on my colon and uh, ser- several other things. I had lower back pains. I, I won't t- tell you everything I had. It would take all night. 
at any rate, I never had to have the surgery. I went the naturopathic route, and I mm. turned everything around, and I can run like a kid, and I'm 66 years old. My blood pressure is 110 over 70. And uh, I've never had to go back to the doctor for anything. What convinced you? I mean, you were if you were ready to go with surgery, what is it that changed your mind? What um, what was it? Well, I was, was running a program on my station called Dead Doctors Don't Lie. I'll go ahead and say that because that, that's out there. Everyone knows that, that really keeps their ear to the ground about Dead Doctors Don't Lie and Dr. Joel Wallach. And I can't say enough about it. And he's making breakthroughs. And people are paying attention. And I think that we will have something as long as the government doesn't, doesn't shut him and some others down and require us to have a prescription for vitamin C like you'll find in England. They're talking anyway, about that. They've got the, the Codex Alimentaris or whatever it is where the government is very interested in regulating supplements, nutritional supplements, and essentially crowding a bunch of players out of that marketplace. Because right now – and Bill, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you uh, down there in Mississippi. But uh, right now the nutritional supplement marketplace isn't as controlled as those who are in the uh, medical establishment would like it to be by the federal government. So there's a healthy amount of competition in the, in the supplement market marketplace and the there are proposals on the table and they've been there for a few years whether they'll move forward anytime soon is another question the question you have to ask yourself when it comes to the fda is really is is the government the best organization to regulate this stuff or to uh to license or certify uh these these products i mean if i want to uh eat old uh used tires to treat my cancer and i want to uh, put up a a (laughs) clinic that uh you know says eat tires to cure cancer i've proven that it works you know to make some outrageous claim or whatever um then people might say hey are you well you know where are your certifications i mean there could be organizations that would go ahead and certify whether or not my claims are true you know they'd test the patients that i've treated they'll see whether a larger percentage than sort of average go into remission um, and they can test these things they'll they'll they can report how many of them have died from eating too many tires because tires you know those those the big treads and stuff they can be bad for your uh digestive system oversee the studies and indeed they can do all these things i could actually be giving them cyanide laced tires or whatever and they they would report on this and then if i didn't have any certifications only the most desperate and likely to die mm-hmm. people uh, would go to my clinic and you know they, the word would spread to some extent this could be handled the fda kills tens of thousands of people every single year by restricting the access to certain treatments if it takes 17 years for the cure to whatever to get through and you die in that period of time you die in that period of time the fda has murdered you i mean i you know because you can't get a hold of the product the cure for cancer may be in the testing phase right now but we've got another 13 years to go how are you gonna feel if granny kicks off in uh seven yeah it's always amazing to think of what could be right now had we not had all these barricades in the way like we could have you know thousand year old people right now who knows it could be the case yeah we could have the elevator to space and colonized four planets by now who knows what we could have done but there's just too much regulation because anytime you try and do something you know what should take maybe a week is going to end up taking you a year. Yet another reason to support secession, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. Get uh, get the heck out of this federal government. As soon as you secede in one state, you no longer have the various different federal regulatory agencies overseeing everything. I mean, New Hampshire is already, I believe, is it the healthiest state in the union? I've heard that uh, be- the statistic. In the I past. believe that is the truth. And imagine how much healthier New Hampshire could be, or your state, if you actually got the heck away from these federal government control freaks. 
let every medical technology and alternative uh, technology sink or swim as is necessary in the marketplace and let the marketplace decide what works and what doesn't. Let anybody make the claims that they want and let the marketplace check those claims with various different competing agencies. Having this one-size-fits-all federal government system it just insulates the official medical business from from competition. Yeah, That's what they're doing. It's basically an AMA union protection racket. In order to uh, in order to be the doctors of choice, you have to be an AMA doctor. There's lots of doctrine out there that is an AMA doctrine, but uh, you know it, it, they, it, they 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 exist in the periphery. Toll free number tonight eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can bring up whatever you want and take control of the airwaves. Once again, toll free, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Carnation Breakfast Essentials, helping your family get off to a nutritious start every day. Mornings can be chaotic, but a little advance work will take the pressure off. The night before, organize backpacks and put them at the door, along with anything else that your kids need for the day. Set a timer for five minutes before departure to give everyone a chance to mobilize, and off you go. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live's webcam is there, as we mentioned earlier, but I forgot to mention that the cam is brought to you by memorydealers.com. You can go to uh, cam.freetalklive.com to see that. But what does Memory Dealers do exactly? Well, Memory Dealers, they offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers. They're up to 99% off of list price. They also have great prices and service on used networking equipment, such as Cisco routers and switches. In fact, if you, uh, they're your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. Go check them out at MemoryDealers.com. Their products are in stock, ready to ship. The overnight delivery, it's MemoryDealers.com. All right, let's continue taking your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. Jason is listening to WXNT in Indianapolis. Hey, Jason. Jason in Indy. Going once. Jason in Indy. Going twice. Yeah, can you hear? There can you guys is. hear me? We got you, Jason. Go ahead with your thoughts. Hey, I just wanted to make a call or a call in about a caller who had mentioned the swastika on a building in his town. It's not commonly known, but <clears throat> that symbol has been around since about 2500 BC. It's very uh, sacred in in Buddhism and Hinduism, and it generally means uh, goodwill and health and prosperity. And I kind of think. Uh, Hitler kind of commandeered it, so it's just a kind of an unknown fact. So it might be like an Indian-owned business or something. Yeah, it's also um, American Indians uh, will use the swastikas. Uh, that there's some tribe or another that uses a backwards one for their um, them and themselves. But if <laughs> like you, anyone will know if it's right. backwards, right? Well, if you, but I mean, I've got to say, like the the swastika has jumped the shark. If you decide, you know, I've got the American Indian heritage to back this up, and I'll I could go look up the tribe, but I don't know it off the top of my head. And you decide I. I'm going to have that backwards swastika put on all my clothing. Yeah. Oh, no. God. Like, your life's going to suck. 
<laughs> yeah, because you don't have time to sit there and explain to every person who might see that. Hey, no, it's an Indian thing. Right. <laughs> Look, was, see, here's I, the proof. I, I, I was also curious if you guys saw that article about Newt Gingrich where he said that he feared that America was being filled with uh, with atheists. No, I you don't. guys might have thought about that. Is this is this new? I saw it a couple of days ago, um, or, yeah, definitely within the past day or so. I think it might have been maybe Fox News or CNN where he said that that was his great fear, that uh, America was being filled with atheists. And, and I'm an atheist myself, but I like to think of myself as an atheist who loves human virtue. So hmm. wasn't sure if you guys saw that or might have had a comment. I uh, haven't seen it, but I certainly have uh, have a comment as a former atheist. I, th- I think that uh, clearly that... You know the people that this uh, the kind of the ultra Christian uh, mentality have uh, a real chip on their shoulder about atheists for whatever reason they're they're afraid of them and they they seem to equate atheists with Satanists uh, for some reason and I'm not sure why mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> just I've never really understood that if you tell one of these fundamentalist Christians that you're an atheist and they look at you like you know you're the devil in disguise or something like that and of course that's nothing could be further I from guess the, truth. the suggestion is is if you don't have uh, God as your anchor the you know the this belief in, I guess, hell as um, it, it, you know, your anchor, then your morality has to be drawn into question. Um, that- well, very true. I'm a former fundamentalist Christian, having uh, for like 30 years. So I, I just uh, read the Bible cover to cover about seven times, and that's when I became atheist. But uh, but anyway, mm-hmm. just wanted to bring that uh, swastika note up mm-hmm. for any of your listeners who uh, might not know that. Jason, thanks fact. for the call. I appreciate hearing from you tonight at 800-259-9231. You know, the, the idea that, uh, it, and it's true, certainly the swastika has a history long before mm-hmm. uh, the Nazis. And I think most people know that as well. It's just, it's something that if you advertise that symbol on you, usually there's only one type of person who does that. You're asking you know? for, yeah, you're asking for <laughs> trouble. Uh, and, and trying to, like, rescue, I don't think he was trying to do this, I think he was just ex- informing us, but yeah. trying to rescue the swastika. Take it back. Uh, right. <laughs> is, is, is like, even worse of an idea than trying to wes- uh, rescue the, the, you know, the term anarchist. Uh, again, in the news media this week, there were yeah. big news articles about the uprisings in uh, the UK where so-called anarchists were in the streets again, breaking stuff and destroying and setting things on fire and of course the people that we know that would call themselves anarchists would never behave in ways like this Uh, but the idea is that they think they can rescue the term by being good little anarchists and not doing these things and just like why would you bother why would you bother putting a swastika on a t-shirt and saying you know I'm wearing the American Indian version of the swastika or whatever you know the original uh, I'm wearing this swastika because when Hitler was uh, in charge all the trains ran on time yeah, he was you know, a good like, public speaker. You know, whatever, whatever. You know, oh my God. Right. I love, Please. I love that little thin mustache thing. You yeah. know what? Well, hey, I do like uh, what is it? Hitlercats.com that just has pictures of people's cats who have that black spot. Yeah, and yeah. that's that entertaining. In, indeed, it's funny. So, like Hitler, such a terrible bad guy that he has killed the swastika, the name Adolf. You mm-hmm. just don't see, yeah. see. That's just not popping up. Too you many can't places. do that. Some Spanish-speaking countries, you'll see an Adolfo pop up um get away with that yeah but uh <laughs> maybe know, italy the 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 little the little mustache and you just do not see that at all it oh, used to be relatively yeah, and popular I love charlie chaplin yeah. charlie chaplin's like my hero and so i i can never like dress up like him without looking like hitler for king, halloween king of the silent screen still can't salvage that 
mustache. No. I think you can pull it off the, the the Hitler mustache only if you're wearing a bowler. The cap and the giant shoes. Yeah, you need a bowler <laughs> and uh, a, a cane. cane. Yeah. Then that is the only time you can salvage that. Even yeah. then, it, somebody in, I think it was the movie Borat referenced somebody dressed like that as Hitler. So yeah, well, you know, you know, what are you gonna do? There are just some things it. that should not be that you should not waste your time <laughs> on. Not worth salvaging. Find a different uh, design. No, and I don't mean reverse the swastika. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's going in the uh, reverse direction, so it's not really a swastika. Uh, okay, technically a true statement, but how many people know which direction the swastika goes? I don't. Is it yeah. to the left or to the right? I, I don't. Maybe uh, when you cross the equator, it turns. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> 1-800-259. like the swirling of a potty. Ninety-two thirty-one. You can take control of the airwaves. I, I did read like the title and just a little bit of an article uh, regarding uh, countries in Europe turning atheist, atheist. Like they've hit some kind of threshold to the point that they just don't believe in God enough that essentially the countries will be atheist in very short order. It's, I would say it's spreading. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. the, people are looking at organized religions and they're rejecting them because yeah. now we have information. And of course, organized religions were created many, 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 hun- you know, hundreds of years ago when people were in the dark ages. They're completely ignorant. They don't know anything. And so they have all kinds of questions about the world around them. Organized religion was uh, created to A, give them answers to those questions and B, as a result of giving them those answers, take their money and their land from them. Well, it was also a form of government at the time. Right. And, so. uh, and encourage them to be obedient to the church's uh, controls and, and diktats. I think that most uh, people that believe in Christianity would agree that some of the biggest problems that uh, Christianity faces is Christians. Mm-hmm. Like yes. that, you know, the the belief system of other people sort of in that group, the way that many other churches, many churches conduct themselves, that these are the biggest problems facing organized religion today. Yeah. And there are lots of people that would call themselves Christians that don't go to church, that they don't participate in this stuff they right. keep their they keep their their religion and their spirituality sort of um you know with themselves and those would you know, be they, the, they live as their own testament those are called the unchurched uh, and yeah. whether we're talking about christians or other religions there are a, a large amount of people that just are they find organized religion to be detestable but they may still share some of the belief systems uh, with those folks mm-hmm. uh, but they just don't want to associate with the the actual organizations that uh, that yeah. surround them and I found that, like, since coming out here and being surrounded by way more atheists than I've ever been around, I'm actually starting to find a bit of that organized religion mentality within atheists just because they're so dead set on their God does not exist. Yeah. They idea? can be very evangelical. Yes, like, and it's like, it, well, prove it. <laughs> you know, this prove is it. What, d- what tickles me about it is I've only why? run into one of them like that. Evangelical atheists? Yeah, around oh, here. I, only I, one. I, I don't know about around here. I'm just saying in, yeah. gen- in general, I've met, uh, you know, confronted a lot of them. And you just wonder why. What's, what's so important to you about, about converting about converting someone to atheism? I mean, at least a, Christi- a Christian, when they're trying to convert me, is hoping to save my immortal soul from eternal yeah. torment. Or, you know, glory to God. What, you know? what is the atheist trying to prove? Maybe the atheist believes that by, I guess, converting people from religion that they're making the world a better a better place. I I don't, is there any evidence for that? See, and I don't even notice, that, like, I don't notice atheists trying to convert atheists, but I've never really seen Christians trying to convert Christians. It's just people yelling about their beliefs, trying to belittle you 
for not believing oh. the same thing they do. Well, then, then you haven't run into the right folks. There are some <laughs> folks that are very good at uh, pushing whatever they're... Well, they're convincing, a, but they're still is. just sort of condescending. Well, if they're not... If, if, if you feel like they're condescending, they are not convincing. You know, mm-hmm. They have failed at whatever it is they're <laughs> doing. If, it, if the idea seems like your own and you take it up and you, uh, you know, you, 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 uh, you decide it's yours, that's when they were convincing. Well, I'm always going to be agnostic until somebody comes up with scientific proof. I mean, you never know. <laughs> we you continue know. in moments. Maybe you've got some of it you can share with us. Proof, that is. Uh, 800-259-9231, although I doubt it. Uh, you can bring up anything. But I'm not an atheist, nor am I an agnostic. Hour number three is next. Nor am I a Christian. Ah. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Hour three coming up. This is Free Talk Live. It's the shirt you wear most and essential in any professional man's wardrobe. It's the white dress shirt. And for over half a century, the Paul Frederick White Pinpoint Oxford dress shirt has set the standard for quality, comfort, and style. It regularly starts at $40 or more. But we're so confident that it will become your favorite shirt, we're making it available at the exclusive introductory price of only $19.95. Go to 1995shirt.com and choose our classic button-down with button cuffs or our traditional straight collar with either button or French cuffs. Choose from regular, trim, and big and tall sizes with 55 combinations of collar and sleeve lengths for an exact fit. Order today and you'll also receive free monogramming and 850 value. Go to 1995shirt.com right now to order your Paul Frederick White Pinpoint Oxford dress shirt for just $19.95. Enter promo code TUCK. That's 1995shirt.com. Promo code TUCK. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Meg. And Mark. Once again, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that you'll find there completely free. Uh, once again, Free Talk Live. Dot com. We continue taking your phone calls. Also, still to come if we get the chance, why democracy will never work, according to Cracked. Uh, we'll explain that, but your phone calls come first. So let's talk first. Jay in Indiana. Jay, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Megan, Mark. Jay? You're on. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I love your show, and I, I listen every night on the podcast while I'm at work. Cool, man. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, well, I just... Uh... You know, I I really uh, I heard Frank calling earlier talking about how uh, Israel is the uh, you know the root of all the problems in the Middle East and in the West as well. And uh, I just just wanted to say that you know I I used to be a Jew, but I stopped being Jewish because you know uh, on my bar mitzvah I I had to drink Palestinian blood, so. What? I, what? I decided, yeah, yeah, I mean, that was, you know, everybody knows it, uh, unless you've never been to a bar mitzvah before. I mean, I, I've never been, so I had no idea uh, about that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, look, you turn 13, you drink Palestinian ch- ch- children's blood. What? And, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that sounds pretty outrageous. Are you sure this happens at all bar mitzvahs? That's bar mitzvahs. Yeah. Bar mitzvahs? Wait, one's yeah, for girl, I mean, one for... The, the, yeah. gr- the girls don't do it. The, the, 
only the guys, because if you're a real man, that's that's what you do. I mean, everybody knows it. If you're a real man, Frank don't drink human blood, man. <laughs> that's quite an allegation. I'd like to see some confirmation of, uh, of that. Something. <laughs> Anything. You know what, man? Look, all you got to do is read The Elders of Zion. No. Um, <laughs> look, I can no. send you a copy if you want. Okay, so you're joking. Uh, yeah. This, this is a He's sick joke. He's almost holding it together. This is a sick, sick joke. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, you're right. But uh, on the other hand, I wanted to talk about um, how I went to court today uh, about a speeding ticket. I don't and know I if I can really take you surprised. seriously at this point, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, honestly, I I feel like they took it easy on me, okay? Why I that? went in, I... Uh, you know, I got a ticket for going 90 miles an hour in a 65. Mm-hmm. And, and where uh, was this in Indiana? Uh, it was on a freeway. So it was <laughs> okay. <not>. Nearby? And, uh, <laughs> uh, Indianapolis. Okay, very good. <laughs> well, well, okay, so I went into court, and, uh, you know, I didn't have the money to pay the fine, and I'm not going to fight it because I know I'm going to lose and they threatened to say that I can't do traffic school if I lose the case. And uh, so I said, you know what, screw it. I'll just pay the fine. I'll do the traffic school, and that'll be it. I thought you said you didn't and have the money to pay the fine. No, I, I didn't. So I was going to set up uh, a payment schedule, right? I see. And so what I did was when I went up to the judge, I I just asked him, can I get a reduced fine? And... Uh, and he actually said yes, and he reduced the fine by a third for me. And so, you know what? I didn't hurt anybody, so I know I still got, like, kind of raped. But I I feel like, uh, you know, I didn't get, like, raped as badly. Oh, right? yeah. That's uh, how they want you to feel. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what they want. They want you to walk away from paying that fine feeling good about having paid that fine. Yeah. And that way you'll do it again right? and again. Nothing, n- nothing more acceptable to them. Now, there was a guy who called in on uh, Saturday, which I thought had the, just the greatest uh, you know, line for these folks ever. And he said that his dad had come up with it. And, he, and it's, tell the judge that instead of giving you a fine in, uh, in your, your fine in dollars, to just give it to you in days in jail. And that you brought your toothbrush and, and you're ready to go. That you brought your toothbrush mm-hmm. with you. Because what it shows them is, look, fellas, you're not getting any money out of me. As a matter of fact, you're going to pay me in bologna sandwiches to do your little speeding ticket fine. Well, I actually I just you. found out I about would... a place that charges you to stay in jail. It happens. Yeah. So that I, might not I heard out. that. Okay. And uh, you know what? I also, when I was reading through my, uh, they gave me a form to sign before I went in to see the judge. And it was basically a list of my rights that uh, I was signing to say that I'd read my rights. And on that list of my rights, it said that if I consult with a public defender, I may or may not be charged for use of his fees. Now, is this a waiver of rights? No, it, it wasn't a waiver of rights. It was just a, it was just a, a form saying that I'm recognizing that I have hmm. these rights. And on that, it said that one of my rights is to have a public defender but I might have to pay fees for having the public defender. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, like, like that that's not really a public defender, is yeah. it? That's a... Well, they just do whatever they just do whatever they want. They make the rules whatever they want to. And and I and thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. I'm sorry to hear that uh, that you ended up folding, but I don't blame people for doing that. It always seems like the path of least resistance for the individual in that particular uh, situation. However, in the overall 
uh, when you look at the big picture, people continually taking plea bargains does nothing more than encourage them. It just yeah. encourages them to keep doing. They know you're going to pay. They know you are a dupe, a yeah. sucker, and that you are going to pay up whatever it is they ask. Oh, okay, well, maybe a reduced fine, but you're paying it regardless. If you imagine if you know, just 10% of the population decided I'm not going to pay speeding for the speeding ticket, then they're only going to start writing speeding tickets for people that are, in fact, a danger. 90 miles an hour. Or for the people they know will pay. On a freeway, I think, is getting to the edge of what dangerous might be. I mean, that's a, it's, it's a high speed. What they may do, do instead, Mark, is they may actually have like little notes area on your uh, license plate where when they're, the cops are behind you and they punch up your license plate number. And the, I've, I've never seen what it looks like when it comes up, but I imagine they can write notes about their experience mm-hmm. with the, the person there. Oh, yeah, this guy never pays a fine. That might be in there and may actually prevent you from getting tickets. Whereas if yeah. they know you're a dupe and that you're going to just pay up, uh, you're a good mark, if you will, then they're just going to keep coming after you. I, I recently saw, I uh, don't know what show it was, but there was some cops who I guess were writing frowny faces on tickets whenever mm-hmm. they got a person who was combative or just rude or anything like that. And the judge knew what that meant, but the person getting the ticket did not. And so all those tickets, like even the ones that had been paid off and everything, all of them had to be thrown out. Wait, why? Because it's considered an ex parte communicate because oh, the wow. smiley face or frowny face would, you know, basically say this person's mean or this person's nice. I see. Interesting. And that would sway the judge's decision. So they, all of those had to be tossed out. I'm glad you brought up uh, the point, Meg, that there are different rules for different areas. So uh, you never know. You need to figure out what the rules are for your area. In some cases, they may actually charge you court costs for taking something to court, yeah. which can make things very difficult. Like then you're really taking an extra risk by, by not taking the plea bargain. But if you're in a place like New Hampshire, especially with the community here. Right. Another good reason to be in New Hampshire is there are no there's no court cost. There is a, a fee that they tack on to the fine. Uh, but I believe that's assessed regardless. I'm not not positive. Actually, I'm not sure about that. You have that to may... lose to get the court cost. Yeah, that it, cost. That's true. And uh, and there are other rules as well and fees that may be involved. Yeah, but in it doesn't happen area. with tickets though. So if you take a speeding ticket to trial, the only thing you're going to have to pay is the speeding ticket. Is that true? They that's don't add the fine to that. They oh, don't add the. That, the, that was my experience. Fee? That's my been my experience up to this point. I don't know. I'm not going to tell you what every court's going to do simply because I don't mm-hmm. know. So can some some judge say? I don't like you. You get the extra. I don't know. I want to get it to the point where they are looking at people and they are seeing, oh, my God, that person has, you know, a Ron Paul or a free keen bumper sticker or something like that. We know better than to give them a fine. Let's I, I just think, give them a warning. Yeah, I think several times that has come to fruition. I mean, maybe not to the extent of like you were doing 100 in a, you know, 40 zone. And so you didn't get a ticket because you had a you know Gadsden flag sticker. But just, you know, rolling through a stop sign. I've heard people who were pulled over and instantly like the cops saw their sticker and they're just like, all right. I'm well, going to deal with it. Yeah, so. I know better. And then that's the, the technique <laughs> you were talking about, Mark, was not just to do that in front of the court with the whole, you know, tell me how many days in jail, but also to do it with the cops. This yeah. guy said that when his uh, dad was pulled over, he would just tell the cop right out the gate, hey, uh, do me a favor. If you're going to write uh, write me up a ticket, just write it in the amount of days I'll have to spend in jail because I'm not paying the fine. Yeah. And then more times often than not that he would not get a ticket as a result of saying that. Hmm. Yeah, the cops don't want to pay the extra in taxes either. All right, more coming up here at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you'd like. This is Free Talk Live at 800-259-9231. 
MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free on the site, so enjoy them on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Features including listening options. We've got live streams, broadband and dial-up flavors available 24-7. The latest episode of Free Talk Live just loops and loops until we get a new live show in there and then you'll hear it loop after that. So you can go and listen for free at listen.freetalklive.com and also learn about the 94 great radio stations that take this show throughout the week at various different points. Our free-to-air satellite feed, our webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call in and listen from any phone that can dial long distance. Go get all the details and get tuned in at listen.freetalklive.com as we continue taking your phone calls uh, about what you want, but first. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event's what you want to make of it. There'll certainly be some speeches and a debate, but the boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and a whole bunch more to do. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November, but you need to reserve your berth now. We've secured some more rooms but I can't guarantee the rate for those rooms after April the 17th. The rates are uh, about $600 double occupancy now. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today, cruise.freetalklive.com. As a matter of fact, it's not only can I not guarantee the rates, I can just about guarantee they're going to be higher after April the 17th. It's cruise.freetalklive.com. The, the boat's in condition yellow, meaning it's close to sold out, so I can't even guarantee that there will be rooms after April 17th. All right, so uh, let's continue with your phone calls about what you want. Seth, listening in Florida, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Seth. Hello, you there? Hey, Seth, what's on your mind tonight? Good, good. Um, well, uh, in light of the news that I just learned that uh, Libya has a new privately run uh, central uh, bank. Yes, disturbing, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> uh, but that's, you know, that's far away. It doesn't really affect us. So uh, I'm, more, I'm more interested in what you guys are doing up there. Um, hmm. And... Uh, what what are you doing in the ways of like competing currencies? I mean, are are people like uh, you know coming up with their own currencies? Yes. And how yes. are they backing them? And uh, the answer is yes. On? I know of at least two. Uh, there's the Shire Silver. Uh, which mm-hmm. is something that I'm a bit skeptical of myself, but seems to be somewhat popular like it. among the movement. It is essentially pieces of, pieces of gold and silver, what are, are purported to be pieces of gold and silver that have been encased in plastic, kind of like a credit oh. card size uh, plastic with differing amounts. Like a library card kind of thing. Right, on that. And uh-huh. uh, so those are, yeah, I guess they're kind of on the uprising. They, they're, they're kind of people that are distributing that in various different points around the state. My big objection to that one is how do I know it's real silver? Uh, it, right. it's, well, it seems... uh, you always talk about third-party uh, certification, right? Yeah. Sure. 
Sure, so, no doubt. Um, at this point, they can't afford third-party certification. <laughs> but there's also the Taz Cash, which is a uh, which is basically a different sort of uh, method. It's more of a warehouse receipt kind of thing, where you don't actually carry the silver with you. It's a, it exists in a safe somewhere, multiple safes in different locations. So it's a decentralized uh, storage se- setup where there are different storage facilities that are not necessarily publicly known. Um, so there's Taz Cash, which they have uh, they've done a real good job of designing the TOS cash with lots of anti-counterfeiting uh, measures that have been, uh, I guess, imbued into these, uh, these whatever, whatever you want to call them, papers or warehouse receipts. And that's kind of just barely getting off the ground. So we're still really early on uh, in these alternative currency developments. We're also seeing the concept that uh, Drew had called in about from Arizona. That may be starting up here in New Hampshire where they're actually taking, instead of pieces of silver that, to me, like the Shire silver just looks like a piece of aluminum. I don't know. There's no way for me to, to, to tell that it's actually silver. Whereas what they're doing in, in Arizona is they're taking silver dimes from 19, pre-1965. They're encasing those in plastic. As, a, and, as an educational piece. But the fact is, business, besides alternative currencies, I mean, people are doing business for gold and silver here right mm-hmm. now. People, like one-ounce pieces yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Just I, you know, paying people in uh, pre-1965 dimes or walking liberty halves or, you know, all Michelle cleaned my house for like an ounce of silver once, so yeah. Well, actually, she okay. cleaned my bathroom. Uh, well, along she... those lines, do you guys do time banking as well? What's that? Time banks? That's it's basically a system, and, and it gets yeah, it gets recorded somehow, even maybe on a database on a computer. But uh, it's basically uh, I agree to offer this amount of time, kind of like barter, I guess you could say. But I, but I'm I'm trading in time versus trading in a, a commodity. Now, would that how would the, a bank be involved in in that? I guess I'm a little confused. I, I looked it up one time. It was a while ago, but it seemed like a really interesting concept. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know how. I guess there's just some sort of record or you know ledger. You know, um, I'm, I'm not sure 100 percent how it works. But one guy did an interesting thing. A couple of guys have done interesting things where they've created their own currency for their hours. Yeah, like so work they would hours. Tr- trade. Yeah, they trade their mm-hmm. hours as currency, and then that's uh, basically the same idea. I guess. Yeah, yeah. People would trade back in the notes. Uh, I guess that they would. You know, at this point, they, I don't think they had very many counterfeiting measures because they probably n- approximately knew how many they had out and where they were were. Right. But people could trade these amongst themselves, and then you know, so in Fred, theory, at Fred, least. yeah, Fred could then uh, you've got you've got five Fred hours, and Fred's going to come and you know paint the side of your house. Or Presuming something. Fred is actually reliable and will actually do as he well, said. And Fred, <laughs> Fred currency is only as good as Fred is, and the yeah. Fred in this well, case was not very good. Yeah. And but he Fred got is neg- better than the Fed. He got some reviews that were very negative, and that kind of tanked his currency. As I think there's another person who did it whose uh, reviews are quite good. I don't re- I don't know of anyone else who has uh, has I, attempted this. So, so you, have, you you already have like a, a review certification process already well, in place. Well, it's it's mainly just word of mouth, word of mouth. and yeah, it's the community, it's real life and stuff. Yeah, right. well, no, no, there's, you know, there's a community here of people that know each other fairly well, and uh, you know, as you get here and you get involved in that community, they'll yeah. get to know you. Fred sleeps and, on the couch a lot. Yeah, and if you prove that you're a shiftless loser like Fred. Uh, then the, the word's going to get out about that. If you put out these uh, Fred hours and when someone tries to redeem it, Fred doesn't show up or whatever, then that's going to look bad and the word's going to get out. And so I know that Dave Ridley uh, from RidleyReport.com had a few of these Fred hours for lack – I'm not using the activist's real name. He's gone now. He's he's left uh, New Hampshire. Yeah, we've had a couple uh, of runaways. But, right, um, uh, and, and for the better as far as I'm yeah. concerned. So, uh, But Dave Ridley posted a message on the Freekeen Forum and on the Free State Project Forum saying, this is what I asked Fred to do. Fred has not shown up to do this. Uh, I'm going to give Fred another but, chance, and then I'm going to post my update as to whether or not he's actually 
actually done anything. It's, it's a good idea, nonetheless. If somebody, uh, for whatever reason, you know, what they want to work, they want to, uh, you know, exchange their work for value, and right. it, this gives an opportunity to people to purchase them basically very cheaply, and it's it's a great uh, idea. Well, I actually doubled my money on one of the Fred hours. Um, I've actually See, still got you one. Made in, money. I've actually still got one in my wollet, and uh, it was more a collector's item. That's purchase. exactly right. Yeah. Because Fred <laughs> was such a you know a shiftless loser, he's like he made a big deal. It was like a big deal. Fred was a big deal for a while, and then uh, you know he disappeared, and it was uh, shortly after that that uh, Boner Joe from the Free Talk Live BBS and mm-hmm. uh, chat room offered to pay me. Um, you know, to, I, he asked me what I wanted, and I, I, I we came to an agreement. It was twice the amount that I paid for it. So he paid five dollars uh, for something that I'd paid t- uh, two dollars for. <laughs> and I've actually still got another one of these. So maybe down the line yeah. I'll, I'll auction that off, and someone else can have one of these <laughs> yeah, notes. Cool. Yeah. So you can actually au- auction off hours as well. That's neat. Yeah. Even though they're completely worthless, and Fred will never, right. uh, you know, actually yeah, it's, redeem it's them. It's more just, you know. Right. Put in the middle no, of I your mean, target as, as, a con- uh, as a concept in general. I guess you could, you know, you could if, if, if you're not Fred and you're you have a good credit. Then so come on up here and bring your ideas and get uh, get started in, in creating alternative currencies because the more the merrier, as far as I'm and concerned. And the more we can get the actual stores involved, that would be awesome. Yeah, getting the stores to take gold big. and silver would be super. Thanks for the call. It's again still early on up here in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. We've been here four years. Maybe you've been here three, uh, but we're still on the early cusp of this movement. It's a lifetime project. There's a lot that needs to be done. We need more liberty lovers here. FreeStateProject.org to learn more. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 90 talk radio stations from coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our 90 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, bring up anything you want, 800-259-9231, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free, so do enjoy those on us. We've got stuff like our Shrine of Female listeners with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo and or video showing they are listeners of this program. You can see them, and if you're a lady listener, become part of the Shrine at shrine.freetalklive.com. Again, that's shrine.freetalklive.com. Intern for Liberty. Make a difference, get experience, and get paid. The Institute for Humane Studies is seeking undergraduates, graduate students, and recent graduates for its summer internship programs. They have internships in all kinds of journalism and public policy. The internship includes a generous stipend, housing assistance, career workshops, and training throughout the summer. Visit libertarianinternships.com for more information, to sign up there and receive updates and reminders. It's libertarianinternships.com. All right, so the toll-free number again, 800-259-9231. Just a little bit more on what Seth was calling about a moment ago. Uh, his question was specific, uh, specific to the New Hampshire Liberty community. What kind of alternative currencies are uh, involved up there or, or being created? And there are a couple of them, as we explained in detail in the last segment. But I was just looking through the list of speakers uh, from the Agra-IO Unconference that happened over this weekend. We talked about that mm-hmm. uh, with George Donnelly, the man that organized the entire thing. 
bringing literally dozens of uh, liberty-minded speakers together online for an online, what do they call an unconference. You don't have to leave the comfort of your own living room to attend this thing, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And it actually ended up being a, a, I, what I would consider to be a major success. Yeah, it was definitely well done, well put together. George just succeeds in everything he touches, so I wasn't surprised. He's a, he's a great activist, yeah. no doubt about it. And rumor has it he's uh, currently considering making a move to New Hampshire yes. with his family uh, this summer. So he's yet to, uh, I believe, yet to choose his destination uh, as far as where where he will end up. But I know that Keen is, is is in the running, uh, so that's exciting. But I I was looking through the list of speakers here, and one of the people that spoke was uh, Kurt Kurt McNeil at the conference, and he's another Free State Project uh, participant who has created the Shire Exchange at shireexchange.com. Now, honestly, I haven't been to the website before this last. Uh, break. I am. So I'm not too familiar with it. I mean, what do you know about it? Um, well, I listed my stuff on there. I mean, right now it just seems more like a um, sort of sales site if you have things to sell or if you have like, um, like I put up my video and graphic design work on there so mm-hmm. I can offer my services and it's just a great like marketplace. It's not so much, uh, I haven't seen really a monetary exchange, but I do think it opens up a world for barter much easier. Yeah, I can see here they have different categories, labor and commodities, and people can offer mm-hmm. products and or services here. And so I know that someone had emailed you, Mark, about, hey, uh, is there some sort of a business directory for, for liberty activists nationwide? I don't know about nationwide, but this looks like the Shire Exchange looks like it may turn into kind of a business directory for, for liberty activists, at least in New Hampshire. So that's kind Indeed. of an interesting idea. And what that will lead to as far as alternative currencies. And a lot of these businesses that would be listed in a place like this will accept gold and silver. As you pointed out, Mark, mm-hmm. there are a lot of people trading in gold and silver. Mostly silver, of course, because it's a much more small de- denomination. And at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, that's going to be a good time if you want to buy stuff with silver. Most of the vendors there are going to be offering their products and services in silver as well. So that's it's also an excellent opportunity to kind of explore the world of actually doing business in alternative currencies. You know, I'm wondering if the uh, the campsite's going to start uh, accepting silver because they were asked on multiple occasions mm-hmm. last year and they just didn't really understand how to do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if you, one one sit down with the uh, the guy in charge and I suspect you could uh, see that happen. It's an interesting idea. The only trick with, you know, you just have to, the only trick is they can't pay their bills in silver, right? Sure, sure. So as long as they understand the value of silver and how they could transfer it into Federal Reserve notes, if that's worth their while, then uh, that may be something they would want to do. But more and more people are accepting of these ideas. And of course, as the U.S. dollar continues to uh, drop in value, more people will become accepting oh, yeah. the ideas of using silver. It's a shame that that's what has to happen, though, to, uh, to get that's people on board. That's what's got to happen. So, uh, by the way, the Agri-IO conference, huge success, as I'd mentioned. I was skeptical in the, skeptical in the beginning when I heard about this oh, great, you know, online conference. How many people are going to attend this? Uh, but then once George really started to get the ball rolling, I saw the value when I saw other people signing on with this idea. Big names like Dr. Mary Ruart, the author of Healing Our World. I, I wasn't able to see her speak live, but I still get to, to watch her speak because... It's all been recorded. Every speech from this past weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, all day long, three speakers every single hour from which to choose. So there's no way you could see them all live. Every single one of those speeches 
was recorded and has been uploaded to YouTube. You can go and watch whatever you'd like. So just a moment ago over at freekeen.com, I, up, uh, I put a link to my speech about pirate radio. Uh, I put a link to uh, Damo and, uh, and Pete from Liberty on Tour. They did, a, they did a presentation. Carla, the president of the Free State Project, she also gave a presentation about why the Free State Project is uh, the solution for liberty in our lifetime. And again, dozens of other speakers uh, were participating in this. So you can go to agora.io, A-G-O-R-A, .io, and you can find the archives there in the, the menus and watch as much of this stuff as you want to. It's very cool. So appreciate George Donnelly putting that together. Mm-hmm. All right. 800-259-9231. We continue here. We'll take your calls about anything. Daniel is in Kansas. Daniel, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Megan, Mark. Hey, Hello. Daniel. Hey, um, I want to talk about the soul disobedience that you guys have happening up in New Hampshire. Yes, sir. I'm, in, I'm from Kansas, so I'm obviously not a part of this yet. I've signed up. I pledged to go there by 2014. I'm excited. Cool. So I'm trying to get involved more, look online, see what, what's actually happening. And I see a lot of the civil disobedience, and, but it's more than that. It's just pissing the cops off to me. Can you comment on that? Well, I mean, I can't control how the police will respond to uh, civil disobedience. If they want to be angry, then, you know, that's their problem. Well, uh, they, don't have to, than... they don't have to show up and enforce those laws. Wait, wait, wait. I, I want to set a foundation here before we go on. There are the videos you see, and you see a lot of them, I'm sure, are a handful of people, maybe a few dozen people that are into in the outside the system activism. There are hundreds and hundreds of movers. So you're talking mm-hmm. about uh, is, would anybody disagree that yes. you're talking about fewer than 10% of the Free State Project members that are uh, that are into this, Ian being one of them? I would say that's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I want to set a foundation for what we're talking about before you okay. g- go on. That's, that's fair. So, but like, I watched some. Have you seen the one of the guys just going to the jail and, and quote unquote bailing the friend out and like just videotaping until they're kicked off and arrested? That's Pete yeah, like that's, that's Nadeemo from. That's Pete Nadeemo from LibertyOnTour.com. What's the concern? Well, I just don't understand why. If we're to move there and work with the authorities to make a more free society, why are we doing this? Like, Well, well we aren't doing yeah. – first of all, let's not talk in collective uh, terms. There is no we. There are individuals who moved okay. to New Hampshire also, as part of the Free State Project. Uh, that didn't take place in New, in New Hampshire. But they could have. It, it could have taken place yeah, in New Hampshire. But, At least, actually, in that story that you're talking about, it was Greenfield, Massachusetts. They were there to bail a friend right. out. They had uh, video cameras. They were in an ostensibly public place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm sorry, but if I'm in a public place dealing with public uh, bureaucrats, I should have the right to record those people. I don't consider that civil disobedience. That should be my right as the so-called yeah. master and them being the so-called servant. Uh, but if if all you want to do is cower in front of uh, the bureaucrats and do as they say and involve yourself in the system, there are ways to do that in New Hampshire. There are plenty of people that are getting involved in the system, and they're begging for permission to be free. That's some a of the nice way to put some it. of the rest of us would like. I'm sorry, that's what it is. It's begging. Uh, some of the rest of us are sick and tired of begging, and we're going to act like free people. And sometimes, when you act like a free human being, the men with guns will take you and put you into a cage. Yeah. Now, in the case of uh, Greenfield with the demo and Pete, you can go to copblock.org/greenfield to learn more about that. But in that case, they were warned several times before they were uh, arrested to leave the property. In our case, in my case, when I was arrested at a jail here in New Hampshire, they didn't even warn me before I was uh, arrested. So, I mean, how do you feel about that? Well, see, that's that's the thing. Like, there's a difference between, like, actively standing up for your beliefs and saying, I'm going to do this in face of, and going there and saying, you know, I know you don't like this. I know that 
there, is, there was no reason to go to the jail and videotape it. Like, I get the principle, but could we There's use always a, a reason to have a camera on when there's a cop near you. Yeah, I'd like to explain the reason for that here in a moment. Uh, if you can, stick with us. We'll bring you back in just a bit. 800-259-9231. More with Daniel, if he hangs on. And your calls as well at 800-259-9231. Why videotape bureaucrats? There's a good reason. Come on. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, again, freetalklive.com. If you want to help support this show, there are ways to do it. Uh, one of them is by promoting Free Talk Live. Go to promote.freetalklive.com to get flyers. Uh, you can print out. Uh, also, we've got banners, web graphics, all kinds of stuff. Go to promote.freetalklive.com as uh, we continue here with your calls in a moment. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name .anything. If you want to create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates, they've got 4,500 templates, you can do that. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, the experts at HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com can host you. That's the portal that we've created to HostGator, HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. Use that portal. You'll Not only will you get the 99.9% uptime guarantee, the 45-day money-back guarantee, the 24-7 technical support, but you also get your first month completely free. Again, it's hostgator.freetalklive.com. All right, we're talking with somebody who's apparently gotten the wrong idea about what the Free State Project is. The Free State Project is a movement of liberty-minded people all converging in the same place. The Free State Project exists to encourage that that mm-hmm. idea, to get here to New Hampshire and then to get active. Now, there are different ways to get active, and the Free State Project doesn't get involved in that. Once you get here, you're, you're on your own. Yeah, if active means living in the woods and making your own farm, that's... Being active for well, liberty, I guess. I don't know. That's I wouldn't call it being active for liberty. I think you have to do something to try to help other no people gonna, be free. No one's going to pull your free take, uh, free state project membership. Yeah, that's right. There's no there's no validation or verification yeah. that you are being active. But uh, that's the intention is to get activists here to actually do something to achieve liberty in our lifetime and liberty beyond just I think being able to live in the woods yeah. without being molested. <laughs> Um, but certainly that's the right thing for some people. But some people are choosing to go at that in different ways. Some people focus on politics and working within the system, mm-hmm. as uh, Dan- Daniel seems to be interested in. And then others are doing things like civil disobedience and non-cooperation, which I think are very powerful things that the heretofore the liberty movement has not been engaging in in any way, shape, or form around the rest of the country. And so as a result of that, it's uh, it's pretty controversial when these things happen. And uh, people get confused. They don't know what to think about these issues. In fact, uh, you're, what you're actually objecting to specifically here tonight is the idea of filming the, the government bureaucrats, Daniel, and I don't even consider that to be civil disobedience. That, yeah. that uh, you're, you're bringing up the issue of our friends Pete Nademo from LibertyOnTour.com, and when they were arrested down in Greenfield, Massachusetts for being in a jail with video cameras trying to bail their friend out, uh, the reason they had those video cameras is twofold uh, from my 
speaking to Ademo, number one, to hold these bureaucrats accountable. If you have any experience in talking with government bureaucrats, you know they tell lies all the time. They do it a lot. (laughs) That's right. And the only way to prove that they have told a lie is to get them on the record about that. Otherwise, it's just your word versus theirs. So that's an important point about why you should video or audio record these people. And secondly, it it helps keep you safe. In general, if you've got a video camera, then they're frequently less likely to attack you. In this case, they did get attacked and, and kidnapped for having video cameras. But in many cases, it helps them be on their best behavior and makes them more likely to tell you the truth or at least not talk to you at all. Um, in which case, they look real bad because they infrequently, they frequently do not want to be recorded. And in this case, the jail guards did not want to be recorded. And it makes them look like they are not willing to be held accountable. So, Well, it's because like within this video, there's People say things that opposite, you know, are complete opposite, go in direct, you know, clash to what somebody said three minutes earlier or what Mm -hmm. that person said three minutes earlier. So they're just like coming up with lie after lie after lie. And all you have to do is push play. And everybody's like, wow, these people are liars. You know, they contradict themselves at every minute. And it's not that they're doing it to upset the government bureaucrats. They're doing it because it's the right thing to do to hold these people accountable. If the government bureaucrats weren't lying on a regular basis and covering yeah. up for their their naughty behavior, then they, it wouldn't be a big deal if people came in there with, uh, with video cameras. So go ahead with your thoughts, Daniel. Okay, so here's why I'm on this. Firstly, I have an internship with PICA at the State House. Like, I work with these people all day. I know them well. I know the lobbyists. I get the system, I think. And, you know, I used to be like you. I used to think, damn, there's a lot of corruption in the state government. And what I came to find out is, no, there's not. It's, I see a lot of corruption in the federal government, but the state government, the more I look, the more I see they're held accountable because they're so local. This is why I believe in local government, because you can hold them accountable so much more. It's easy to drive 200 miles to Topeka in Kansas here and say, hey, what, what, what's up? But it's hard to go 3,000 miles all the way to Washington, D.C., or 1,500 miles and, and do the same. I believe mm-hmm. in local government. I believe it's not as corrupt as people say it is. So the reason so, I called in, I was asking, why Why would you piss off the cops? Why don't you work with them? And see, you've answered my question here. Well, so Dan- I will say... Daniel, let me hop in here for a second if I could. Yeah. Uh, um, I think that you're right, that I think that state governments tend to be less corrupt. Now, I'm not going to say they're not corrupt. I think that's going out on a, on a mighty thin limb. But they're less corrupt than the federal government. But then again, Indeed. you know, what isn't? Um, I mean, you know, I, 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 I would question some um, uh, organized crime syndicates being less uh, corrupt, quite frankly. <laughs> So um, and I agree that largely when in many cases, many, many cases, you've got to use sugar instead of vinegar. Um, Now, in this particular case, I kind of wonder, though, and this is just the issue of filming bureaucrats, bureaucrats that have no legislative power. Okay, so they can't change the rules. They interpret the rules, uh, supposedly. Now, what are the rules? You, you would agree. You would agree, Daniel, that uh, you, that a person has the right to film public servants on public time. Absolutely, I believe if property. you're a public, you're, you're in the public eye. You should be able to be videotaped as long as you're on that job. Now, I well, guess I'd have to. Uniform, add, police officer, your your film. Let me yeah. let me ask you this question: Why would a police officer not want to be filmed? I'm not. I'm not disputing him being filmed. I'm disputing well, when they're filmed and that the the fact that intentions i don't believe those guys went to the jail for their protection with the cameras i believe they went to the jail to cause something 
Well, they, well, you're incorrect about that. They didn't want to get arrested they do in that Massachusetts. All, they do it all the time. I mean, it's like it's like talking to a, you know, a, a leprechaun about why he grares green. These people, in <laughs> fact, film bureaucrats. That's what they do every time they see them. So, I mean, d- d- is it always uh, sugar and spice? I wouldn't say that it is. No. But it I would think- have been, wait a minute, it would have been fine if they had gone into that jail and the jailer said, all right, $500, and they would have done that transaction, and no video would ever have hit the internet. And they would it would have been, have been they too mean. boring to go up. They, also, right, they weren't. <laughs> mean to the jailers this only happened because it wasn't in new hampshire generally in new yeah. hampshire at this point the bureaucrats are trained like pavlovian dogs to uh be able to handle cameras as a matter of fact there's a uh, there, there's a bill going <laughs> that's not true they'll frequently tell you they don't want to be filmed yeah, here and, in new hampshire. and what do they do about it when you don't turn off the they camera? can't do a damn thing they, about right, it they but don't, it, it they upsets them. they do <laughs> but it ups right that's true and weird they've arrested people multiple times yeah, for this well, weird. but but it upsets them and and this is brings me to my next point you say why not work with the authorities why not work with the police hey i'd be happy to if they were willing to work with us toward more liberty but every time a medical marijuana bill comes up in the uh, the, the the state house it's the police chiefs that are there along with the attorney genital to speak out against why it's a horrible idea for medical marijuana for people that could use marijuana for medical purposes to be able to to access that so they're, they're not willing to work with us to work towards liberty so doing That's civil disobedience is one of the only solutions that's when you go to your legislator and say, hey, representative, whatever your name is, help me out here. Help Thanks. Me out I've done that. Why this isn't happening. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. I've done that. Dan- Daniel, I dig it. Okay. I, 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 I dig it when it comes from? to legislation. I'm in Kansas. I'm getting my degree. I'm, as soon as I have it, I'm moving to New Hampshire running for state office. Please do. Great. Thank I goodness. I want to make a difference. Like. Uh, but now yes. let, let's 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 draw a distinction between elected officials and unelected officials. Now, when it comes Absolutely. to cops not wanting to get filmed, I really have to wonder about it. I mean, this is like cockroaches not wanting light. Why don't they want it? Are they camera shy? Is that really what this is all about, or is it because they're used to conducting business in a fashion that they know Sim- could be found in a court of law to be illegal? And if that is the case. Shouldn't people stand up and do that, Daniel? I agree. Can I make a suggestion? Yeah, go right I think ahead. you guys should go to your legislators. The law here in Kansas is as long as one of the parties agrees to the videotaping, it's not felony that's, wiretapping. That's how it is here, too. Yeah. But that doesn't change the, the fact that they'll charge you with it if they feel like it, No, Daniel. it's not one party. It's two party here, isn't it's, it? It's two parties. Oh, it doesn't have to be agreed. They just have to have knowledge. Um, so, I mean, they're using the law in an illegal fashion here, and we're running a new law through it. Likely, It likely will get passed by, um, you know, in, in a few months, and it'll be, See, awesome. it won't be an issue. But it doesn't change the fact that there's nothing really wrong with people exercising the rights, the legal rights that they have today and now and it, it, i don't even think it's rude you know nope. like this guy's saying that they're being rude but in all actuality they're not doing anything i mean it, just declining to you know turn off a camera because somebody asks you isn't rude especially if you're the one paying their salary with yeah. the, the threat of violence i mean it's the government bureaucrats that are the rude ones by threatening violence against everyone to support their corruption and their uh, their system but i'm glad you're coming here daniel because there's a very robust politics movement here there's and a, i've, a I've done politics <laughs> i've done politics and i will continue to uh, to work in the political field but i support all forms of activism that are peaceful and i thank you for the call tonight i appreciate hearing from you we're out of time uh, back tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com don't forget to visit meg's website libertyflare.com and we'll see you tomorrow night Warning, do not listen to this podcast if hearing about freedom and liberty is not legal for you in your community. And if so, you should immediately move to a hipper community. We will not disarm. We will not disarm. We will not disarm.
Coming April 1st, no joke, the Guns and Weed podcast. A weekly web lab where Michael W. Dean and Nima Vidati cover the punk rockinist, hip hopinist current events, as well as timeless universal truths about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Because there's no such thing as half free. The Guns and Weed podcast, available from gunsandweed.com. The NEMA News with NEMA Vidati. And now for your daily dose of nanny statism in our daily segment, Tyranny Today. Tyranny Today. Well, NEMA, Ban Francisco officials say they're cracking down hard on all unlicensed commerce. If you do not have the proper 47 forms filled out in octuplicate, then they could be coming for you. Just hours ago, six drug police were eaten by bears while raiding a marijuana farm. It is not yet clear if the dope farmer had trained the bears or if the animal simply had good taste. Nice bear. Stand back. We're from the government. We're here to help you. It's okay. It's okay, man. Stand back. Nice bear. Stop. Stand back. Hey. Michael W. Dean and Nima Fadadi's fun and feisty weekly chat about constitutional, libertarian, and voluntarist issues, abuse of authority by police, the war on drugs, the war on guns, self-defense, states' rights, natural rights, Austrian economics, the problems of a two-party system, taxation, guns, cats, dogs, anarchy, DIY art, low-budget filmmaking, digital recording, activism, punk rock, sex, hip-hop, and more. Because there's no such thing as half free. Baby, give me the AK. Tell two friends. Make copies. Email it to everyone you know. Go on the site and comment. This is a conversation. Every Friday night, we'll have an exciting new episode where Michael W. Dean and Nima Vadati weave their own unique take on the way the world works and how to find your place in it. Gunsandweed.com. Subscribe. And remember, the only power they have is the power you allow them.